Hey, welcome back to another episode of Docile Dudes. Tonight, review season three, episode 19, Stolen Kisses. I always have to steal my kisses from you. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And we're the Docile Dudes. <laughs> always have like here's the thing if you always have to steal your kisses from somebody stop kissing that person they do not want you to well let's get to the episode off the top i'm gonna say this mm-hmm. i love this episode that's oh, great fucking fucking great. so okay. good oh i was i was, was hoping, so good I, I was hoping you were gonna say that because i ended up like i was like hell yeah that's an episode it's all the feels yep. everybody is emoting and like Everybody's feeling putting things out, like, putting it and out putting there self out there and Totally. If you like the pairing or not, I think you can't deny this is a great episode. Oh, no. I said it either last week or the week before where I was just like, I was looking for, you know, this season based on how people are talking about how much they love this season. I was looking for an episode to like do some stuff. And this episode was like, thank you. This is what yeah. this was like the exact episode I was looking for. I thought the cinematography of this episode is great yeah, too. Really nice. This is a home run. They knocked it out of the ballpark. Yep. yep. I don't know if any. Dawson and Joey shippers are still out there because I hear a lot about Pacey and Pacey and Joey, but I don't, uh, you know, if you are a Dawson Joey shipper, hit us up. Let me know if there are still Dawson and Joey shippers out there. Doeys. Doeys versus Poeys. Yeah. What's up, Doeys? You out there? Yeah. Let us, let us hear from you. Yeah. I want to know. What's your Um, deal? (laughs) You know, we got one in this episode, Gwen. I think she's a doughy. She's a little bit of a doughy. She's like, a little I bit mean, of doughy. she's trying to press it kind of hard. She, I mean, she knew enough to be cool when she came upon uh, the smooching, but it's still just like, here, take this painting of you and Joey, fucking hang it up where uh, <laughs> yeah. your, your poster of Hook used to be. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into the cold open. Let's do it. Apparently, it's spring break. Spring break! <laughs> Dawson and Joey are talking. They're talking about, I guess this is a um, tradition for them. Yeah. Is to go visit Dawson's aunt Gwen. Or aunt, as they say on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh, sn- snooty. She is Gail's sister. Gail's hot sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this time they're bringing the whole gang, though. P- plus one. <laughs> plus one. Pacey's coming along. Yeah. You know, uh, so um, as. Uh, Joey and Dawson are talking about Aunt Gwen and the, giving us the backstory. Yeah. We see Pacey roll up with a new character. His name is Will. Will is an old friend of Pacey. Yep. I guess he used to live in Cape Side but moved away. Here's a here's here's the thing about here's the thing about Will. Here's how generic like the uh casting on the show is when he first walks up. I was like, what the fuck is AJ doing here? He does. He looks like fucking AJ. Doesn't <laughs> I was, he? I was like, I was like he, he makes his appearance. I'm like, fucking AJ's gonna be there. How does how does Pacey know AJ? And it's like, oh, this is like, oh, this is Will. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, that would have been like, I thought this episode was gonna be crazy. <laughs> Okay, cool. They have that generic look to them, like AJ yeah. and Will. I'm just, I'm just like a guy. I'm just like some guy. Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm glad I'm not the only one because I was like, oh my God, this is going to be nuts. So I believe Will here is the main character in the spinoff Young Americans. Like the six episode spinoff at the, the boarding school or whatever? Yeah, so they had eight episodes. Eight, sorry. Yeah, in in ninety nine two thousand, I think what we're looking at is a back 
backdoor pilot here <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little kind bit. Of. Kind, kind of. Kind of. Or at least the introduction of Will, who uh, goes on to be one of the young Americans. Young Americans. Yeah. Interesting. I had no idea. I mean, I was just correcting my brain as to who he is. Oh, this is, this is a whole new character from uh, Pace, Pacey's old days. Uh, I'll be honest, since he kind of looked like AJ, like for most of this episode, I kind of treated him like AJ. I was like, I don't care about that. <laughs> whatever, whatever with they this guy. They do look a lot alike, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I, I could probably stand a rewatch just to like sort of like calibrate how I feel about Will, the character, because as it was, I was like, nah, I don't know about you. <laughs> I think he would like it because he's like, he's like a working class kid who likes to read. It's essentially you. <laughs> uh, it's true, but I, I would not be caught saying like Stallinger is God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> all right. I was like, all right, pal. I guess Will just came to visit Pacey and Pacey decided what better way to like spend yeah. a weekend with my friend who I haven't seen in a while, but to visit Dawson's aunts. <laughs> And it's on a, on a trip that he that he apparently already said, all right, I'm going to skip it. Everything will be cool. I won't be around. And Will was just like, I guess I'll go to Dawson's aunt's house. I mean, that sounds cool. How could it be any worse than just hanging out with the fucking Sheriff Leary for the, or Sheriff uh, Witter for the weekend? Yeah, it's a real weird situation. It is, but I enjoy, I enjoy the go with the flow nature of just like, ah, grab your bag. We're going to stranger's aunt's house. Yeah, so that Andy shows up with a bunch of bags and Will helps her out and Andy tells us that or tells everybody that Jack won't be going because he has decided to spend the weekend with their father. Right. Which I guess since the last episode, Jack is making a concerted effort to spend time with his dad and maybe work on their relationship. Mend some fences. Yeah. And here's the thing. I hate I hated when uh what's her face uh, kept calling him Jackers in that one episode, but yeah. people, everybody calling him Jackers like in ab- in ab- in absentia, I actually kind of I enjoy him being called Jackers. Well, that seems like a thing that would really happen is somebody from your past comes and like says an embarrassing nickname and then be- that becomes the nickname in yeah, your totally. present group. Exactly. And that, and it was it was that. It felt like totally organic. So when they were like, well, Jackers Jackers isn't here, where I was just like, oh, it's cute. They've synthesized Jackers into their vocabulary. There's something like supernatural about it that I liked. Pacey and Joey have a sidebar. Sidebar, what the fuck? <laughs> and Joey is like, bro, I thought you weren't coming. And he's like, yeah, so did I. But then, you know, Will came along and I was like, I didn't know how to like entertain him for the weekend so i thought this would be a good idea and joey was just like the one fucking weekend that was gonna go easy for me everything was gonna be just fine it just cannot happen for joey yeah she just needed a break from pacey and it's like even pacey's explanation where it's like the a to b b to c c to d like that doesn't track asshole (laughs) like figure out a way to entertain him one of my things about this episode is kind of don't like pacey in it Oh yeah, that's I, I would I would go with that. He's trying to play like everything is just happening by circumstance, and, right? And falling into the, his lab was like just he's is how it is. Actually, kind of pulling strings and doing totally. things make the situation happen. No, he's absolutely the engine for all of it. Yeah, it's not just like this isn't just all circumstance, but you are actively a part of it. But he's playing it off like it's not yeah. him actively trying to do it. Crafty, and so yeah. It, Makes him seem crafty and a little bit manipulative. Sure. Trixie. 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 I want my precious. <laughs> we cut to credits. Maybe a little heart is in your head. Maybe a little 
I don't want to wait for my life. Yeah, whatever. I, I've been rocking Run Like Mad. That's that's my uh, that's my jam of choice. And at this and at this point, I like it more. I kind of like it too. I mean, the other song, obviously iconic. Sure, but it's like it's such a big song. It's too big. It's too big. I wish they had just used Run Like Mad. That's a nice song. It's a great song, and it's just like and like the fact that it was like written specifically for the show makes it feel more of a piece. Yeah, maybe we'll change our theme song to run like that. <laughs> to run like that. <laughs> Might as well, man. Say any Paula Cole stands want to have a problem with that, then let us know. <laughs> no. Are there any Paula Cole fans out there? Give us a do 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 First scene here at Leary's Fresh Fish. Leary's Fresh Fish. Leary's. Yeah. Henry has taken a job as a busboy so that he could spend more time with Jen. Because it's what he does. He says to Jen that Coach, or Mitch as we know him, uh, told him <laughs> that like if you're going to spend this much time here, you might as well help out. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You get paid, you know, you get a couple of bucks, you clean some, uh, clean some plates. See, it's like, I think this is cute. Like, yeah, I do, totally, totally. It's yeah. adorable. Yeah. No, uh, everything about this setup, it was like, oh, this is this is such like this is such like classic TV setup. It's adorable. I like it. Yeah, but I do think like what a insignificant storyline. Also true. Yeah. Also true. But they kind of make it work in the end. But yeah, at first I was like, this is kind of weirdly insignificant. Yeah. Well, I. I it's actually, like a comedy storyline, you know. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely like the D story. I like its insignificance. Like not everything in this episode had to be like fucking. So such a momentous part of the of the overall arc. And it's like, it's cute. Fucking uh, Jen getting getting jealous, getting jealous. Jen says that Henry's a saint. And Henry says that there's a fine line between saint and moron. I like it says that, you know what they say? It's like, I've never heard that before in my life. Nobody's ever said that. But it's funny. Oh, it is funny. Big idiot. (laughs) As he walks away, we get our first guest star, this Random girl named Shelly, who works at Leary's Fresh Fish, played by Sarah Lancaster. Who is that? She's on a shit ton of TV and, like, movies. Like, I recognized her, and I was like, the whole time I was just like, is she from before or something? Like, how do I know How do I know her? What no, is she? No, but she's on, like, a bunch of TV shows. Got it. I guess, like, she was on Chuck. Yeah, I'm familiar with Chuck. Uh, she was on Chuck, uh, Witches of East End. The fuck is that? What about Brian? What about Brian? Show? No, I don't Doctor remember. Vegas, you remember that show? Doctor Vegas, I do remember. Everwood, you remember that? Scrubs. Nope. Uh uh-uh. Oh, that yeah. Scrubs, I remember. Uh, she did an episode of Six Feet Under. Of course, everybody does CSI, crime yep. scene investigation. Yeah, she did. She was it. on the '70s show, Half and Half. Half and Half. What the fuck is that? So like two and a half men. She was on Undressed. Remember that? No. For the '90s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Saved oh, by the Bell New Class. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she her, was man. one of the main cast in uh, Saved by the Bell New Class. Oh, so she would have been like the, the like the Jesse, I guess. I think she was the Kelly, hmm. but like blonde. Well. Yeah. It's not how I would have cast it. Meow. But I could be wrong. Yeah, who I mean, knows? There's a black kid on it too, so like I don't think it was a one to one. Right, there wasn't the this person of the new class. Got it. Yeah, I mean, Screech was still there, and Mr. Belding, and Mr. Belding. Yes, they were the ones yeah. to ones. Yeah, so she's a she's on a lot of shit. Like you would right. instantly recognize her. Yeah, and and I and I definitely had that feeling when seeing her. That like I know I know this face. I know who I know this person. She tells Jen that like, ooh, who's that new boy? 
It's just my type. I'm trying to hit that. Like a child. <laughs> like a like a tall baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, she says that he has like has a very DiCaprio look, which is funny because that's something people talk about. Totally, that they were trying to do a Leo Leo D thing. Michael Pitt. Michael, Michael Pitt looks like DiCaprio. Sure. An off brand DiCaprio, you know. <laughs> Your budget DiCaprio. Yeah. Totally. And it's, yeah, and he's like, and this is the first time I've heard him be referred to as tall. He doesn't read as tall, but maybe he is. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's possible he could be, but it was, it was the first time that it entered my mind that like, oh, so Henry's supposed to be tall. Okay. He's 5'11". I don't know if I would consider that tall. I would because it's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 5'11", yeah, 5'11", 6 feet. Yeah, you're, you're tall. Uh, I think if you're 6 feet and over, you're tall. Yeah, but he's at 5'11". He's kissing 6 feet. If it says an actor is 5'11". He's 5'9". He's 5'9". That's true. <laughs> Still taller than me. God damn it. We cut to a diner. Yep. Uh, like a real, a real classic diner. <laughs> like <laughs> The classic-ist. Yeah, for sure. Kids are all having lunch for the you road know, on the road cl- trip. You know, classic road one of my trip lunch. Things. Go on a road trip, find some random diner, Hell and yeah. eat some bullshit food. Hell yeah. Is there some bullshit toast? Great. And like I it's love like it. it's not even good. No. Oh yeah, it's usually bad. Every once in a while, you get into a diner and you're like, "What the fuck? This shit is good." I'm moving to this town. Yeah. For the most part, it's just it's like just real big old C, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just a just a real real straight ahead. Just, just getting like, calories into you, but I love like the idea of being on a road trip. Absolutely, finding some place you've never eaten at before, some random diner. Absolutely, going in. Eating some waitress calling you sugar or honey, dude. Yeah, it's like the like. Oh, there's a lot of like those sorts of bits of Americana that I have a real knee jerk reaction against, or I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck that shit. But no, like random diner on a road trip, mwah, 100 pure, mwah, love it. Andy asks Will like some fast hitting questions just to get to know him real quick. Her first question: What's your favorite movie? He replies: Planet of the Apes. Yeah, because okay, it was, all right. He went to a Planet of the Apes revival. Oh, yeah. And then he says, but I'm more into books. Well, then she first throws shade at Pacey and be like, oh. Oh, he likes books. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> You're too dumb to be his friend. <laughs> you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a, hey, uh, I'm more of a book guy. You hear that, Pacey? Fuck you. <laughs> I always like uh, Eddie shitting on Pacey a little bit. I do, too. It's because it, 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 like, she, they never let it go too far where you're like, Man, leave Pacey alone. <laughs> yeah, just get a little, get a little zing here and there. You, you dumb asshole. Yeah. Um. He says his favorite book is Catcher in the Rye, and that Salinger is a god. Yeah. No kidding. This fucking guy. I guess like age wise and like it's about it's lo- about locale wise. Right. Yeah. It makes sense that this kid likes Catcher in the Rye. Sure. And, yeah. He's yeah. in the he's in the perfect age for it to be like yeah, Catcher in the Rye speaks to me. Fifteen year olds love. Sure, totally. There's nothing about what Will has said that doesn't make sense for his character. I mean, it's better than, like, the Carnicles of Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> You're already better than the guy who looks like you. <laughs> I don't know if fucking lie in the witch wardrobe. That's always more of a Kerouac, you know. I like Kerouac, too. I was a reader, buddy. <laughs> I like to read yeah, like, books. Ask, like... 17-year-old man be like, oh, The Road's my favorite book. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, he wrote it all in one. Yeah, everybody knows that, asshole. It's the, it's the fact everybody knows about it. Yeah, and then five years later, I'd be like, 
Bukowski's like the greatest poet. Sure, man. totally, totally. And then, <laughs> and then if you're pa- and then if you're older than thirty, and if you ask somebody and he's over thirty, and he's like Bukowski's my favorite author, it's like you are talking to a fuck up. Do not I would do- say like older than twenty five. Yeah, I was I was trying to be I was trying to like be Bukowski, generous. Like if you're twenty one and you're like Bukowski's Bukowski. like yeah, such yeah. a art, yeah, great artist, and blah, blah, I'd be like okay. If you're 24, I would be like, mm. you just started going to bars, and so it's all it's like super romantic for you. Yeah, 24, 25, it's like, eh, pick it, pick, pick you're pushing it, it, buddy. Come on, come on, pal. Come on, pal. Yeah, it's not that good. But there's a fucking ton of it, and like, there's obviously like a lot of it where, yeah, you're 23, you're 23, drinking too much, and you think you think the you're fucking of yeah. the artists. I think more than the the work absolutely, of the artists. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, where were we? Salinger is a god, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. She asks, what does he, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, I don't know, just happy, I guess. Which is a nice answer. Yeah. Well, it's unspoken, but it seems almost like weirdly defeatist for a kid his age. Well, Andy gets into it later on. Dawson says, oh, you'll love Gwen. She's a, she's a Salinger head, too. (laughs) She She loves, she loves fucking J.D. Salinger. You guys will... Guys, will uh, you'll hit it off. Um, we get a little bit backstory about Aunt Gwen. Aunt Gwen, you know, married a lawyer, had the normal suburban life, and then one day met a man twenty years her elder, Richard, and he opened her up, and and she ran off with him and became an artist and. Love JD Salinger, yeah, and just lives in, lives in the woods now. Uh, she's an artist. She paints. She's a brilliant. As we'll we'll see where Joey's main. Yeah, we see where Joey gets her uh, her, her, her main artistic influence. Yeah. It's like ah, uh, all right, it all makes sense now. Yeah, but then Will says, and then Dawson says that Richard actually passed away, and they didn't you know get to spend a ton of time together. Her her fairy tale ended shortly. Um, but Will says, isn't it better to spend a short time with somebody you love than somebody who just becomes a roommate? Everyone's like, I don't know, man. I'm fucking 16. How the fuck am I supposed to know which one's better? I got no perspective on this. No, Will. I don't want to die alone. Yeah. I Like, listen, as long as my roommate's there, everything will be just fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's like, at one point, Pacey's just like, Staring at Joey. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, he's like he's in like like Pacey's in real like mad dog mode this this uh this whole trip where it's just Pacey's like Pacey's not in a good place. No, he's in a bad place, but he's like like keep it cool keep it cool on your face, dog. You just you look like you like you like if no one was here right now, I'd tear her apart. <laughs> Pacey's a few traumatic events from just like murdering everybody at this table. Solved all my problems. <laughs> Maybe how much you like this girl? Is a problem. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's unhealthy, dog. Yeah. And he talks about it later when you like like somebody, proximity is a good thing, no matter how they feel about you. And I was like, I don't know that that's the case, Pacey. No, that is not true. That is <laughs> not true. That's that seems an unhealthy perspective at best. Well, it's easier to sabotage Dawson if you're closer. Is what he really wants to say. Yeah. No. If I'm far away, I can't. I can't be pulling strings and shit. <laughs> yeah. All the better to manipulate you. <laughs> tisk tisk, Pacey. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, so we cut back to Larry's fresh fish. Uh, an old friend has come to visit Gail and Mitch. Her name is Megan. Mitch asks, "Well, where's uh, Tom?" And she's like, mm, "That's why I came to say Tom passed away." Fuck. <laughs> Which is like, why wouldn't you invite Mitch and Gail to his funeral? Why are they find it out now? Yeah, maybe make they, a phone call or something. He was the best man at their wedding. 
Yeah, how's our how's my best man? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but so did she he, came. Did, to did just... he die? Did he die yesterday? <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> uh, no, dead and buried, my friend. You know, she talks about Tom and like, you know, listen, Tom and I had our ups and downs. We had our problems, but you know, I was really he was a really good, great guy. He was a good one. And I was I was lucky to have him. And then Mitch and Gail get kind of triggered. Yeah, no kidding. But we were together too. I was was I one of the good ones? (laughs) Yeah. um, Mitch is about to tell like she asks how they're doing, and Mitch is about to be like, "Well, actually, pretty shitty." (laughs) Let me go into it. And uh, yeah, let me give you the fucking let me give you the the history of our last uh, however many. Yeah, Gail intercepts this. urge of Mitch and just like everything's great we're Peachy good keen. yeah we're good <laughs> we're good which is like that's the right answer like she doesn't need to know about all this shit Maggie doesn't give a fuck yeah Maggie doesn't give a fuck you're not gonna like you're gonna probably put this on her lap she didn't give a fuck to tell you that the dude was dead she wants to hear your fuck yeah she fucking cares about your problems so uh, it's and and Gail has the classic wasp like listen we don't need to talk about our feelings right now everything's great I get it I get it it's now the evening. They've reached Aunt Gwen's home. She's like, yeah. you know, she lives on like a farm. She's got acres of land or something. Or yeah, or in the hills or whatever. She's got she's got space. As they're coming in, uh, there's just like loud rock music playing. Right. Uh, Aunt Gwen is played by Julie Bowen. Another yep. like yeah. person you see on a bunch of shit on TV and yeah, and then she's a modern modern family. She's a modern family. She was Jack's wife on Lost. Spoiler alert: Chris didn't get that far. He doesn't know that he has a wife, <laughs> <laughs> or had a wife. What is his wife? Depending on the timeline you're in. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, Lost. You know what timeline I'm in? Stopped stopped after season one. Timeline. Yeah, she's in a bunch of shit. Like yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and a pretty lady. Yeah. You know, we, so we're getting kind of like the Anne Gwen vibe. She's a little bit younger than Gail. She's a little bit hipper, you know. Um, she may, I mean, she still paints shit for like uh, fucking grandmas and stuff. But like there's no way she's a successful artist. <laughs> right. You mean su- successful in the way that artists are successful when they keep uh, producing con- like producing art? Then yeah, but like as far as like being a painter, like, all right, dog. Yeah, she's prolific. <laughs> she certainly paints a lot. <laughs> she's saying hi to everybody. She's like, oh, Joey, you've gotten so pretty. It's like, I thought this was like a regular thing. What was the last yeah. time you saw Joey? Like, I thought like you do this like every year, every other year. Like, yeah, they made it sound, they made it sound like it was I mean, tradition. I guess every other year, two years is a big. Sure. 14 for to like, six. Yeah, yeah. From like, that's like going from freshman year to like junior year. You, you do change a lot. Maybe she was just trying to communicate, like, you were real uggo freshman year. <laughs> Glad that uh, you dropped that awkward phase. Yeah, so, and then Pacey's like, hi, I'm Pacey, so we know that this is not a thing Pacey ever did. Right. Which ma- which makes him forcing himself on this trip even weirder. Well, he, he was invited. He did decline and then changed his mind. And, you know, Dawson doesn't seem any the wiser. <laughs> yeah, well. He's a real fool, that Dawson. Yeah. That's on Dawson, man. <laughs> your friend is uh, a scheming behind your back to destroy you. Listen, uh, walking Dawson, around like it's yeah. like well, you're on some kind of Joey and Dawson parade. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like Dawson, man. Just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you anything, but I'm just gonna tell you in the next couple hours. Just 
Take a quick look at Pacey for a good like five minutes. Just look at just, just look at him for five fucking minutes. Just watch him just be like being. You you were gonna be so suspicious of him in you five would minutes. Think somebody paid Pacey to murder Joey, assassinate Joey. Totally. He that's how closely he's following her movements Absolutely. and her actions. Like as, as like an assassin would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's mar- he's like marking the roots out. Yeah, he's like in hitman territory, how closely he's watching her. Could chart her entire day. Listen, if you can't tell Pacey loves Joey, you're not paying attention. <laughs> uh, you are well folded into your own shit because he is vibing. Exactly that. Either I'm, I love her or I'm going to make her my hat. Gwen tells Pacey that they have met before back at her sister's party. And he was trying to murder Joey. <laughs> Pacey was chasing Joey around, making fun of her. And, and Gwen stepped in to intervene and he was like, don't march my mellow or whatever. It was like, bitch, he was like, bitch, bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> Step on my buzz, why don't you? Yeah, exactly. Which is funny. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's something like Pacey would say. It's funny for like a 12 year old. Hey, like, yeah. lady. Hey, lady. Don't step on my bus. You know, Edwin, very perceptive, remembers Pacey. It's always nice. Yeah, I do like right after she says, right after she says that, Andy's like, yeah, it checks out. Yeah. yeah. That story, that story checks out for me. And then she does like a weird, like dork, like a dad joke where he like points out his shirt and then flicks his nose. Oh, yeah, that is weird. <laughs> well, dad joke. <laughs> And she's like, you must be Andy. You, you vibe crazy. <laughs> you, 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 you got that nutty vibe. I'm assuming this is Andy. You got that. You got that. Uh, I, I make lies up about boys. <laughs> I make lies up about whoever I need to make lies up about. She's like, you must be Jack. And he's basically like, no, that's actually my friend Will. And at this point, and Quinn's probably, you just can't bring random people in my house. Yeah. Huh? So wait, yeah, this guy, this dude wasn't even on the list. <laughs> and she, she, she like, you know, leans in a little bit and is like, ah, that's, you know, being Pacey's friend isn't, uh, it's not a big, uh, stamp of approval for you there. Yeah. So you're on, you're on notice. <laughs> you little asshole. <laughs> you little stranger. <laughs> uh, you look more like an AJ to me. Everybody's getting ready for, getting ready bad Joey walking out for a robe on. And, you know, this is the first of many awkward interactions between Joey and Pacey. And nobody, nobody in the entire house uh, is uh, understanding and, and willing to, or willing to accommodate like this thing. So it's not weird. So like, he's like talking to her and she's like, I thought we were not going to make it weird. He's like, no, we're not going to make it weird, but there is going to be a weird thing. They walk into the room and the bed is the only place left to to sleep yeah yeah but then this is where pacey gets a little manipulative in my book uh-huh joey's like i'm not gonna sleep with you i'm not gonna sleep in the same bed with you uh-huh. and he's like fine goes to dawson and he says dawson why don't you give joey your sleeping bag and then he's the dawson's like i don't want to sleep with you in the bed yeah what he should do is be like why don't you sleep with joey right like they right. sleep together all the time totally but no See, that's a little... Sure, it's a little something. It's a little because something. Because if he had said that, Dawson probably would have been like, okay. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That so, would have fixed the situation, right? Do, do you know how many mornings she's woken up with my boner crammed against her butt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's Pacey being manipulative. He could have yep. offered to sleep on the ground and have the two of them sleep in the bed together, which they do all the time. It's like gift of gab, man. He's just like... And so, and to, to the, anybody who's none the wiser, it's like, well, he tried. Yeah, yeah, and it's those crafty. little things that make me kind of like not like Pacey in this episode. Crafty. It's just like crafty. It's like kind of crafty. It's kind of yeah. like 
Oh, hey, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. That's but that's smart. Listen, you that's smarter than I would have done because I'm not that manipulative. All's fair in love and war. Oh yeah, man, you're trying to get that pooty. <laughs> Joey ends up reluctantly getting into bed with Pacey. Reluctantly couched in the bed with Pacey. Engines pumping and thumping in Pacey. Sorry. Which is all a part of Pacey's plan for this weekend. Yeah. Just get her get her into bed with you, bro. Yeah. And then rub and then rub butts together. Uh, see, I, mm. I don't like Pacey this episode. No, no, I don't like what he's doing. It's tricky. It's tricky. Again, I don't like it. All's fair in love and war. I do think like he should have just told Dawson, you know? Uh-huh. That he should have just then, gi- given up the Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're gonna if you're gonna do all this, you're gonna do all the manipulating and getting your getting her in bed with you and kissing her and telling her she 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 making you kiss her. You made me kiss you. <laughs> you're gonna do all that. Sure. You're gonna like follow her to this weekend and like bum her out. <laughs> yeah. Then you're you're on the attack. If you're gonna be on the attack, you need to tell Dawson. Sure. Yeah. 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 I no, I agree with that. I think. Yeah. I don't I, think she belongs if, to Dawson or anything like that. But no. he's your friend. Yeah, yeah, and you know he he just told you last episode that like he has feelings for her, you know, and they have a relationship. They have this history, like we all know. It's the whole fucking show is about. <laughs> yeah, no like, shit. Like you, you, the least you could do is just yeah. be like, gives him a heads up and like, listen, I'm gonna fight for her, and I don't, I know you and love that's her. The thing is it, but I'm gonna fight for her. If it were. He was just going to let the chips fall where they may and she chooses who she chooses. Then it's like, that's how it happens. But if you're going to be, if you're going on the offense like that, then you got to be like, what's up? I'm coming yeah, out. But then if he had told Dawson, Dawson wouldn't let him go on this weekend. <laughs> it's like, you can't fucking come to this man. <laughs> you think, I don't know what's going on here. This is my yeah. weekend. This is my weekend to do what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know how you were bringing me to the woods to remind me about like our friendship. Well, I was bringing her to and and Gwen to remind her about us. And guess what? Aunt Gwen seems to be real on board about it too. <laughs> She's for it, man. You see one of those shitty paintings out there? <laughs> yeah, she I'm not loves it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's not. Would... It's, it's not an owner. It's not like an ownership thing. It's just. A, it's just like a. Here's the it's heads a bro up, code, bro. Yeah, it's bro. It's code. A bro. Yeah. Let's put it on the podcast. I was in a kind of a similar three way situation. Very much was. Yeah. I was in a situation where I liked a girl and a very close friend of mine liked the girl. And by the way, everybody knew Brian liked this girl. This wasn't like some secret like infatuation. This was in a known quantity to anybody involved or near the situation. Right. And then he liked her and he went after her, but he didn't tell me. And so like I find out in the worst way possible they asked me to go on a date with them, essentially. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't know that. That I found out at the fucking not scary farm show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. Oh, yeah. The, oh, wow. No, I know. Never mind. I knew all about that. Oh boy. They invited me to go to not scary farm with them, with other people too. Sure, but still. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I found out. Essentially, I went on a date with them, and so that's why I was so pissed at him. Fuck. For one. You put me in a fucking shit position, bro. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found out it the most awful way possible. God, yeah. And I, you know, was really upset, mainly because, like... A heads up would have been nice. (laughs) You just tell me. Like, people like each other. I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Like, I can't control that. Sure. You like this person and they like you back. That's fine. Right. You can't tell me that way. Here's the thing, because he didn't say anything that night either. 
you're kidding. He didn't even even that night. He didn't pull me aside to be like, listen, this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, you can see what's happening here. Yeah. Because he's a coward. That's a coward thing to do to somebody. Oh, God, it's fucked up. <laughs> I forgot about I forgot about all that. Jesus. Yeah. If like anybody would have just said something, I wouldn't just have gone that did. night. No, you would have preserved your fucking feelings and just been like, you know what? I'll I'll see you guys tomorrow in school. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, why would you? do that to me <laughs> you're both supposed to be my friends and that's the question is like why would you do this to me i am a big believer in people love who they love you sure. can't help them it means like yeah i'm okay with it but it still hurts me sure but i'm not gonna step in between you and be like you can't date her right just that just out of like spite or like yeah yeah I, or you have to choose between me or her like i would never do anything like that even at that age Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, because I know what side people are gonna choose yeah. anyway. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you don't need you don't need those you don't need those questions like definitively answered. Right. That's the pro- that's the problem with like ultimatums where it's just like if if you already know the answer, like save yourself that kind of heartbreak where you're just like, oh, I don't need people actively choosing in front of me. That's cool. But just being a friend and being and saying that I like this person, I know you like this person. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. I can't do anything about how I feel. You can't do anything about how you feel. And like, she likes me back. So, suck a dick, bro. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Boom. <laughs> and I would have been sad and I would have wallowed and. Sure. As is your right. <laughs> which I did anyways, because sure. now like somebody who I thought was a really close friend didn't think of me enough. To do that. To do that. Yeah. Why did I got to be the big man? Yeah, six months thing. later, I was the person who mended that relationship. Sure. Also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I never held anything against the girl. Sure. We were still friends. I mean, we didn't see each other that as much. Right. Well, you know, she's uh, got her time occupied. Yeah. So it's like we all could have remained respectful of each other. Yeah. And like if everything was out in the open, secrets are the worst things. Sure. In that kind of situation. Sure. They're, they're, they're the most insidious and the most like damaging. When you're honest, you take away something from somebody. You take away their ability to be rightfully mad at you. <laughs> they have to be secretly mad at you because you didn't do anything wrong. And then whenever anyone asks, are you mad at them? You have to be like, no, no, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to say it through your fucking teeth. <laughs> yeah. That's like the thing. So it's always best to be honest because you take away a bit of power from them. Totally. I didn't also, I never made my friends choose. I mean, he just kind of just stopped hanging out with all of us because he had a girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend now. Said guys don't do no more for him. Right, but like I never, I'm not a person that would ever do that. Sure. Now, flash forward a year later, I was kind of liked a girl. She kind of liked me. We kind of gone out a couple times. She told me that she thinks that Chris and another friend of ours likes her. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's true. And that we're kind of like competing for her affection. A little bit. Yeah, I didn't know any of this because I never hung out with the three of you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you guys never told me any of this. Right. Either. So I didn't know. Like, I was just like completely out of the blue. Oh, really? And we had only gone on like one or two dates at that point when she told me. Yeah, which, by the way, I had no idea that you guys were yeah, nobody uh, seeing knew. each other. We, we were like seeing each other like low-key. Yeah, had no idea. No, nobody had an idea. But then we decided as a the two of us that like, 
I needed to tell Chris because I didn't want to be in that same kind of situation. Sure. That I was previously on. Yeah. I wanted to be honest and open. And then I told her that if Chris was not okay with it, we wouldn't continue dating. It would just be like awkward and uh, weird. And right. And sure. like, I rather just we all remain friends. Oh man, I should have, I should have, like, I should have, I should have, like, pulled rank and been like, no, 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 no I, I, I know so- because I did. I told at the time that, like, if she says no, I, like, I don't think we can date. Right. But obviously, Chris and I are, were like close friends. Right. So, like, it meant a lot to me. Sure. So I did come to you and I told you that, hey, this has been happening. We had been on a couple of dates. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then you were like, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know what, dude? I had a couple other irons in the fire, so like it wasn't that like a big a deal, right? Yeah, that that yeah, but it was be, just like being straight up was the uh, it just made everything simpler. It just made everything so much easier, and then you could just move forward, and you don't have to feel bad. Totally. Like to this day, like I almost forgot that whole thing happened. When I think back to you and her, I, was, I just think, oh yeah, really uh, seem to love each other. Really, uh, really beautiful relationship. I like my my part in it is like so. You had a, a mild crush on her. Yeah, 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 exactly. And maybe a little competitive with the other person, too. Maybe it was a little bit of that, just kind of like playing around. And he's, yeah, and he's also, you know, taller and bigger than me, so it'd be like, it would be a real victory, <laughs> really victory on my part, but yeah. And so it wasn't like you guys like had this kind of- No, I wasn't like infatuated with her yeah, or anything. you weren't infatuated just... with her, but I still had enough respect to come to you because I didn't want you to find out on a double date with us. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? All right, I see I see what the score is here. I can't feel it anymore. Like uh-huh. that night at It's Not Scary Farm. Uh-huh. I can't feel what that felt like because it's been so long. Sure. But intellectually, like I remember uh-huh. just being just like, what the fuck? Totally. Is <laughs> like so angry that like I was in like a different world. Like, totally. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, like it, well, one, it's not Scary Farm, so it's, like, already weird, right? So people are already bothering you. <laughs> like, it's already, like, you're not in, like, the real world anymore. Right, totally. But I was so fucking angry. I can remember being, like, you know that moment where you're about to pass out? Yep. And it's, like, this, like, weird in-between world. Yeah, 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 totally, 100%. But, like, that for, like, four or five hours and you're just and you're angry the whole time oh my god yeah it's like why would you do this to me yeah and it's it's just like and it's like you think back to it it's like a lot of it is just like dude we're like fucking 17 no one's thinking about anybody else's feelings in the right way but it's just circumstantially it just seems like this seems designed specifically to make you upset i know they were just afraid to say something got, got no fucking boss like at school, if I find I don't have to be with you for the next five hours. God. At goddamn amusement park. To this day, I've never been back. You know what? You're not missing anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think I was like a fucking goddamn saint in that situation. <laughs> well, I would have lost my fucking, like, you would, you could have ended up like killing one of the guys who work at Nutsbury. But just not like, scary I mean, farm. not just that night, but just that situation in sure, general. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Like, I never iced her out. No, you, and you never said thing one about it. I never it. iced out. And I never like told people to I out. No, you never brought it up. That was the thing. It was. Just I never like, talked about it. I was like, "This is it. This is, yeah, like this is what happened, and that sucks for me, but this is nobody else's problem." Right, and you didn't make it one, which is like beyond. It seems like something I would definitely like. Oh yeah, no. I think no. I was just so crushed by the whole situation sure. that I like couldn't. I, you don't even want to deal with any of it, even if the part you're dealing with is vengeance. I was so depressed. I didn't have the heart for vengeance at that point. Absolutely. 
dude, I, I know that feeling. At that age, loyalty yeah, yeah. means everything to you, you know? like Right, totally. Your friends mean everything to you. And to have one of your friends treat you as if your feelings don't matter. Right. Oh, yeah, it's crushing. It is crushed, soul crushing. Never really apologize for it. Right. I was the one who mended that relationship also. Sure. I think by that time, because it was like senior year, there was all this like, feelings of like well this is all gonna be over and like sure. we're all gonna go on like why make this a thing like the last right. six months yeah, of yeah. our senior year definitely yeah yeah no so I, for me it was like there's just so much more going on and like uh yeah and then like just like i think i went through that as best as a person can i've been in this situation and that's my point of view it's that like honesty goes a long way because i've been on both sides Yep, keep it on front street, son. Yeah. You, you, people love who they love and fall for who they fall for. What can you do? Here, here. Where are we? With that perspective in mind. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah. So they reluctantly share a bed together. The next morning... Well, re- reluctantly for one of them. Yeah, Pacey has pretty much stayed up all night, probably just staring at Joey sleep. Uh, he kind of goes in for a little sniff <laughs> in the morning, which is like kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little creepy what you smell like yeah totally yeah but then and Gwen calls him to breakfast and Joey uh, wakes up and so Pace is like oops I wasn't just trying to sniff you yeah can't keep sniffing you sorry sorry about that <laughs> everybody's having breakfast and Gwen tells Joey and Dawson that she needs help from them later today and the other three you know there's not a whole lot to do but there is like a pool hall ooh a pool hall <laughs> yeah Will's like hey I can teach you how to play pool Andy and Andy's like ha Sexist. I'm an independent woman. I know I play pool. I play pool all the time, you piece of shit. You know, it's the most blue blood thing to do is to go, go to a local pool hall, play some pool. She probably has like a pool table at her house. Probably. That's that's like a rich person thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so we cut back to Leary's Fresh Fish. We're in the kitchen now. Gil asks Mitch if he wants to talk about, you know, Tom passing away. I don't want to talk about like, What's there to talk about? This is one of my oldest friends. He died. It sucks. It happens. Boom. Fish town. <laughs> Welcome back to Gil's like, uh yeah but i'm sure you feel something from that right yeah and i don't want to talk about any of it god damn it mitch is like well i wish we i would have stayed in touch more and i wish he would have stayed in touch more it's like do you Eh. no no i feel like if you did you woulda you woulda yeah no it says regret it says regrets when people die Yeah. yeah when people die but like obviously for whatever reason your lives did it's how, it um, it's how it worked out. You know, get you know, yeah, it worked out. You guys weren't as close over the years anymore. You both probably have kids and that took more sure. time and Fucking careers Dawson. and everything. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. It's it's something that happens a lot. And, and I think Gail's it's, like, well, go ahead. But, oh, sorry, but I think it's I think like I think it's it's like okay to regret that. But it's then okay I'll, to regret it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, yeah, I wish I wish I'd have done that more. It's like, well, ultimately you have to be okay with well, you didn't, and this is how it this is how it worked out. Like, if you were to pass away, like, tomorrow, or what, a couple weeks from now, I don't know when. Sure. Soon. So, so you're going to die soon. Sure. Uh, I would not, um, that, that's one feeling I would not have. That we did be like, we talked about I feel like I uh, spent enough time with him. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I got it. If anything, too much too, time. Too much time. I would, regret, I would regret the amount of time that we I spent together. I regret not spending more time with other people. <laughs> With the time I spent with him. I wasted on him. And you know what? Fair enough. Totally fair. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. 
He's not kidding. Uh, well, if you would do what I told you to do when I told you to do it, <laughs> regarding the podcast, then uh, oh, here we, oh, here we I, go. Maybe, maybe I would care more. <laughs> here we, I, 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 maybe I, if all you did have to do was show up on time, and you can't even do that. Whoa! All right, all right. Well, we're not gonna have a uh, fucking not scary farm on this on this podcast right now. One thing we didn't say before, Megan. Uh, I guess when Tom passed, found Tom's written speech, their wedding speech, and decided to give it to them as a gift. Thanks. And uh, Gail tells Mitch that maybe you should read this. It's um, you know, it's, it's you know, it's get beautiful. to know Tom again. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. But just like, nope, hard pass. <laughs> nope, this is all yours. <laughs> you write yeah. this. Give a fuck. <laughs> Give a fuck what Tom thought. Whenever Tom thought it, out of my face, woman. Now, is this about Tom or is this about your marriage? Doesn't fucking matter. This is my fish restaurant. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. It's her fish restaurant. This is our fish you restaurant. just work here. That's true. He's just the GM. You know, he's, he's throwing, for being the GM, he's throwing a lot of attitude at the owner I right know, now. right? Like, Jeez. don't talk to me like that. I'll fucking fire you, bitch. I know you need this job. We're in front of the fucking help right now, dog. Don't, don't, be, don't be snipping at me. I'm in charge challenging my authority yeah shit man fucking uh gail should be gail should be cracking the whip a little more fire that motherfucker yeah you absy motherfucker <laughs> you beautiful man meat be- beautiful beautiful hunk of man meat you're lucky you're lucky so pretty you get away with shit like this back outside of fresh fish place larry's That's fresh funky name larry's, larry's fresh, fresh fish, fish. <laughs> jen sees shelly flirting with henry i was like mm. Mm. <laughs> gets only getting a little jealous. You get jealous. Jen tells Shelly that she's got to like cover two additional yeah. groupings of tables tonight. You got to be extra. You got to be extra busy. Get your hands out my man's hair. Which is also like, uh, I didn't know hostesses get to do shit like that. <laughs> no, I didn't think they were in charge. Like, are you a hostess or do you like manage the fucking front of house? That's like the, that's not hostess's call. I guess that's the advantage of uh, having someone who owns a restaurant who doesn't know how a restaurant works. <laughs> Jen, you could just do whatever you want. You could treat the staff however you want. Yeah, you're in charge of whoever. Um, I hired your boyfriend. That was Mitch's call. Well, but, but yeah, so between the two of them, they're making all kinds of great decisions. Jen seems a little jealous. And, and she's like, I'm not. I don't even know anything about being jealous. Henry immediately, you could just see the fear in his face. Just uh-huh. like, we're just, you know, we're just talking. Like, you know, talking. Nothing's going on. We're cool. It's a cool day. Just a couple of people talking. And it's just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like, uh, are you jealous? It's like, I don't even know how to be jealous. Yeah, that's not even my vocabulary, right, Henry? Why would I be jealous of you? Well, you little sure. piece of shit. You little piece of shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's you're like, a fucking simp god. <laughs> <laughs> you little wiener. I'll, f- I'll fuck you up, little kid. Yeah, you're a little simp piece of shit. You think I'm fucking jealous of some simp motherfucker? I can find another simp motherfucker. Anywhere in this fucking goddamn town. (laughs) You little sympathy ass, sympathy, sympathy. It's like, shit. You know Chris Wolf? You know that cool guy, Chris Wolf? I'll get him. Get him right now. Get him right now. Got him on my speed. I don't have him on my speed dial. I'm on his speed dial. All right? Have a threesome with him. How about that? How about that? I don't need you, Henry. I'm not jealous. Dare you. Him and another dude. (laughs) The blow your mind kind of threesome. (laughs) She is... Very defensive. Yeah, especially about being jealous. And uh, Henry seems 
Donimus. <laughs> he, do, he does seem kind of like, listen, man, I don't know what the fuck your problem is, man. Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, you don't, you, like, why would you be, like, jealous because I'm I'm the loser? Why would anybody want to date me? Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm out of here. Peace out. I'm going to ride a motorcycle or something. Yeah. <laughs> he just seems a little stoned. Which I guess I can see because just being taken aback by how Jen is acting. But yeah, he's a little, he does seem a little out of it. Yeah, uh, we're at the pool hall, Andy, you know, watching Whale play, and she's like, you suck. You suck. Which is like, he's always real aggressive. I lo- <laughs> like, Dude, I was just about to say, I, I fucking love how aggressive Andy is. It's like, you said you were good, you suck. <laughs> not even, not mincing words, not fucking around at all, just like, man, you blow at this. Do you think you'd be attracted to a person like that? Kind of depends on the day because I've had both because I've had both uh, both happen and and reacted in different ways. Like I think if I'm if I'm already sort of attracted to you, then then like this this would totally. Well, it kind of also matters if like is she poking me because uh, in a flirty way, like you suck in a flirty way, or or is she just like me? It's just like mean. <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. No, like if, if I sensed that she was just like if she was just like fucking around to fuck around, yeah, I would. I, I yeah, would she totally fucking around. And she it. laughing after she says yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Not just standing there like you said you were good. You suck. But Andy's definitely not like laughing. She's just like, no, you suck. <laughs> no, this you kid suck. sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, you suck at pool. Yeah, totally. You say you're gonna teach me how to play pool. Yeah, let me show you. And she like knocks a ball in, and then uh, I guess they're playing three way pool. Yeah, I guess, and everyone just gets to take turns. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is three-way pool. Right, but typically, like, if you sink a ball, you get to keep going, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy would get to keep going because she sank a ball. Yeah. We don't need to get into the machinations of pool. Pacey knocks the cue ball off the table into the table next to them. This, like, 30-year-old guy is like, hey, man, you guys want to play pool? Yeah, the fucking ne'er-do-wells from (laughs) Aunt Gwen's town. Two guys who... Are they twins? Because they look exactly alike. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Like, they look like um, if like the property brothers got run over by Mack truck. <laughs> <laughs> if they, and if they were into uh, organized crime. Yeah. Well, these guys, you think that's from Southeast? What are you, from Southie? Clearly, Will and Pacey are going to hustle these guys. Sure. Put a uh, fucking uh, bullhorn on it. That's what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. This is your classic pull hustle. Classic small town hustle. <laughs> And these idiots fall right into their trap. Yeah. We are at some random store or something. Yeah, just like a general store. <laughs> it looks like somebody's cluttered living room. <laughs> just There's right. just like all sorts of weird... There's books. There's a bookcase with books. There's just shit everywhere. Small town life, baby. Small town life. Dawson is going through some paintings or like wall art. Some bullshit. <laughs> he tells... Gwen that like he's just you know looking for some stuff to put on his wall and she's like isn't your wall full of Spielberg posters come on like Amistad wasn't that bad it's like wow fucking low blow on Amistad <laughs> but yeah she throws some shade at Amistad and he's like no that's not it just trying to do some new shit <laughs> that's not it I hated Amistad <laughs> we, they, she gets in a conversation about with Joey and Dawson about like how come you guys aren't like holding hands why aren't you all over each other like what's going on give me the scoop you're right. And Dawson's like, well, all right, we'll give you the, the truncated version. Give me the tea. <laughs> that, you know, we did date. Mm-hmm. But that ended poorly. Joey says that, like, yes, and us dating was so overwhelming to me that it sent me into a period of soul searching. And then Dawson said, which sent me spiraling into depression. Yeah. There's some retconning going on over here. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I was like, there's a little bit of retconning coming on to like make things make sense. Sure. Yeah. Whereas, like, that's not quite how it happened. And then she said, then you know, we did, you know, we broke up, and then we got back together, and then we broke up, and then when I came back after the summer, I didn't feel like getting my heart broken again. So I broke hers. So I was too afraid to love her, and here we are. So we decided to be friends. So she threw herself at me, and I embarrassed the shit out of her. Yeah, and then and then she, Joey's like, and then he sent Pacey to like look over me, and Gwen's like, well, what does Pacey have to do with this? I was like, like, nothing, 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 at all. nothing at all. Shit. Uh, why was that the end of that? Gwen asks, well, why aren't you guys together now? Why aren't we together now? I don't know if it's retconning as much as like. I don't think they did a great job of presenting it like this. If they had presented that Dawson was super depressed. Yeah. Spiraling into a depression. I feel like he's been kind of like wishy-washy about his, but it didn't feel like depression to me. No, it was. Ne- it never felt, yeah. The spiraling into depression thing, it's like, ah, oh, that sounds like a different show. That doesn't sound like what happened here. Obviously, he was like, something happened to him emotionally sure. like he definitely like was not the same or is not the same now but like depression it didn't seem like he was depressed no if they had played that off if they had played that like dawson went into depression mm-hmm. you know along with his parents breaking up and like he went into a depression over joey like not wanting to date him anymore and date like mm-hmm. I think it would have been so much more interesting sure totally absolutely <laughs> i think it would have made dawson more likable Right, yeah, especially through that stretch, because you're just like, eh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it, since it was written by Kevin Williamson, it almost seems like the summary of, like, this is what we meant to do. Uh, Kevin Williamson was like, this is what I felt like, or something like Yeah, like, this is what I felt like happened. Like, we may not, like, it may not have, uh, and it clearly it didn't, like, communicate this way, but ultimately, like, this is what we really wanted to be, the, the arc of it. Yeah, so, like, I just don't... yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't um, play to me like that's how things went down are you lying to me both yeah, of you which i really wish that there was a version where dawson gets really really depressed he doesn't sure. like, want to get out of bed he doesn't he like yeah and he like some yeah for has sure. to get help for it like <laughs> that would have been a really interesting version of the story absolutely and i think it would have made dawson a lot more likable and a lot more relatable Sure, totally, you know, and just like a fuller, a fuller person. I think like it's weird because like I think our characters fall into things that you could say are depression or depression adjacent. Uh huh. But the show never really talks about it in terms of depression. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. It doesn't communicate it with that kind of verbiage or treat it that way. Like it just feels like oh they're just sad today. It's just sad. Or like, but I do think our characters do get into a situation where they're like kind of depressed. You sure. Know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish they would have, I think especially for teenagers to see, it would have been really sure, totally. healthy Definitely. For, for a young person to be to to see other young people go through depression and right. not be able to get out of bed, not want to do things, not want to see their friends. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it almost feels like, yeah, I do see what they're saying. It's almost like they were kind of hinting at it too much where I, I needed it to be a little bit more obvious like more concrete you wanted more concrete examples of like lit like literally like of of dawson not getting out of i bed. wanted somebody to be like listen dawson you're fucking depressed sure totally you need help that would have been a perfect like gen like gen moment for her for her to be like listen man yes snap the fuck out of this or not even snap the fuck not even snap the fuck out of it but like you, you need, need to, to get help. help you need to talk yeah. to somebody about this i think it would have been super healthy for young kids our age totally to, to see something like that 
Uh, Anything that destigmatizes that kind of thing. We talk about mental health a lot more in 2020. Yeah. But like back in the 90s, we just really didn't talk about mental health openly. Mm -mm. You didn't want to get painted. Like whether you just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. You didn't want to get painted with that brush. She's like a crazy person. It's crazy. It's crazy. Nobody wants to seem weak, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. You don't want to seem weak. Right. And it's just like, it's a private thing. You know, and you know, yeah, it's, it's my private business. You don't talk about pub- that. A lot of people talk about their depression openly back mm-hmm. then and then on TV and stuff either. You don't see young, young kids. I think there's there back then there was always this fear that like, if you show young kids being depressed, then young They'll kids get- will be depressed or something. <laughs> well, yeah. No, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, you, you say it and, and laugh a little bit, but it's like, it, people do have that weird instinct where like anything a kid sees, no matter what, no matter positive or negative or what it is, they'll just want to do that. Children are just like these puppies, like being dragged around by whatever they see, like that they can't contextualize it. Yeah. You can't expose children to things because then they'll want it. They'll want whatever the bad, the bad part of <laughs> yeah. it is. But like the truth is it's like, guess what? Your kids are already suffering from depression. <laughs> If you show kids like what depression looks like, all of a sudden they'll just want to be depressed. It's like, no, they're already depressed. They'll just know what it looks like now. But if you show kids what depression is look like, maybe they'll be able to have the language to ask for help. Right. Yeah, totally. Which is something we really didn't have when we were growing up is the language to ask for help. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think we've been, you know, pretty candid we about being depressed in high school and going through, you know, bouts of depression in general. Yeah. That, like, we didn't have the language to ask for help back then. No, it, it was just like you didn't, you knew that you were sad and you were just like, you're just like supposed to get over it somehow, like whatever that is. And you just didn't know how to. You just assume this is the rest of your life. Like, right. I have to feel like this the rest of my life. You'd, and that's part, yeah, part of it is just like you assume that, like, oh, this is just how it is. And like, you don't, you don't know how to ask for help because you're not even sure that, totally sure that there's a problem. You assume like everybody feels this way. You're just dealing with it worse than other people are. I think it's just because of the circumstances. Right, you're like I'm only depressed because this thing happened to me. Yeah, that something sad, sad because something this made thing you sad. happened to me. It's right. not just because chemicals in my in my brain, chemicals, or that I don't have the tools to deal with my sadness or to yeah. deal with other things that are act that are actually causing me depression. Not this one thing, but I think it is this one thing. You know, right? Like, yeah, totally. Oh, there's deeper things that are causing depression. Like the reason why this makes me sad is because of something even deeper and. That happened to me when I was younger. Totally. Like we don't have, we didn't have any of those tools. So we just, you just think, oh, I'm sad because this happened. If if this didn't happen, then I would be happy. But sometimes that's not true. Or maybe it is true. But maybe if you were like, you had the tools, then that situation would have happened and you wouldn't have been this sad about it. Right, exactly. And then then by the time you you do stumble into perhaps the idea that there's there's a way to ask for help, you're in way deeper than you might have been otherwise. Yeah, and then, you you know, I think we see the two characters who do get psychiatric help, not even just psychiatric, but just like therapy. Right. Just psychiatric help. It's psychiatric help. I think when I say psychiatric help, I think about going into like a place, like a program or something. And he does, you know, like that. sure, yeah, yeah. I don't think necessarily think of going to therapy, but it is psychiatric help, right? The two characters we see who do go to therapy, they don't seem to like really get a lot from it. They don't improve. <laughs> yeah, they don't improve. They don't really improve from it. It seems like yeah, it seems yeah. more like or perfunctory. Like and he does, but it's. Still. We don't see it happen. We don't see the right. mechanism that happened. We just know that she went somewhere and that she got better. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of. Sure. And it's like she was still acting kind of weird and doing weird shit. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she. Yeah, she. After she got out of that, she just did some did some crazy shit. Jen went to therapy, but like, I don't like it. Yeah, she did that. I'm too smart for you, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm too smart for therapy. I, I outsmarted therapy. Well, it would have been nice to see the mechanics of therapy work sure. on them better. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? TV show. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's a kid's TV show. Yeah. Would have been uh, nice, though, Kev. Would have been nice. Definitely. I agree. You know, maybe a little bit of retconning, a little bit of, like, maybe they, not necessarily retconning, but they failed to adequately show Dawson's depression. Right. Sure. Either way, either way, there's uh, this is uh, what we're hearing and what was what happened is is feels like little, two different things, two yeah. different things, sure. But it's like, all right, sh- TV show. If you want me to buy that, this that this is how this is how it worked out. Fine, we'll do that for right now. We cut to outside the pool hall, and he's like upset. Oh my god, I can't believe you were hustling everybody. You didn't even tell me. And Pace is just like, this is how Will do. He's a fucking shark, He's a fucking shark, man. And it's, yeah, it's like this little wrinkle that now all of a sudden I don't trust Will at all. (laughs) 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 Where it's just like, listen, I already thought this kid was another kid. And now it's just like with this pool shark thing and and with Pace, he's just being like, yeah, man, he's a fucking shark. It's like, now I'm just like, now I gotta gotta sleep with one eye open around this asshole. And I don't like, I don't like the vibe. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you made me think I was good. And I was like, listen, you are good. Being at, at helping out and yeah. finding marks. <laughs> and she's like, are you hustling me now? And he's like, maybe, I don't know. Here's some money, though, baby girl. <laughs> Buy something pretty with it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll Annie, maybe a little flirtation going on. A little flirtation, but I all of a sudden don't like it very much. It's like, stay away from this. Stay away from this boy. He's bad for you. And cut to the next scene. We're outside in a barn. Everybody's washing this horse that clearly does not want to be washed. But... <laughs> So leave me alone. Leave me alone. Stop this. It's funny, like how readable horses' body language and like face are. It's so funny. My first thought was like, uh, you guys should probably leave that horse alone. It does not like what whatever is happening to it right now. Well, they practically have the horse strapped out. Sorry, buddy. You're gonna get rubbed down whether you want it or not. Yeah, but but we pan up from the barn to the top of the barn, and uh, Joey and Dawson are in like the barn window, and I love this shot. What a great shot! Totally. Literally being framed yeah, by yeah. the window frame. Uh huh. No, it's a really good look. They're both wearing Jay Leno outfit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like I like the working man. It looks like the working man. A lot of denim in the shot. Hey man, you're in the, you're in the country. It, once you're in the country, the denim uh, denim ownership goes up by like eight hundred percent. I guess there's all, all denim out there. Moving to the country, gonna wear me a lot of denim. You know, you know that song. Peaches. No, I don't know that song. As uh, peaches by the president of the United States of America, but I said denim instead of uh, peaches. <laughs> Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Remember? No. Pe- All right. I know. I, I do. I do. I do. I remember. <laughs> oh, you weren't. You weren't kidding. I wasn't <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> I was trying to read my notes. <laughs> right. I was thinking of something else. Yeah. Made me made me feel fucking crazy for like five seconds. Like, how do you not know the fucking Peaches song? No, I was reading. Sorry, I was reading. That's fine. Else. No, no worries. No worries. Dawson and Joey framed in this barn window. Yep. Dawson t- tells Joey that you know he doesn't feel like things have changed that much. Right. And Joey's like, changed a lot, Dawson. Like you used to be. You're you're way less insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Well, she says. Yeah. She says you you used to have to be the center of attention. Right. 
you know, and it's all about what you, your art and your love. And now you not know lay back a little bit and let other people shine. You're leaning back in the cut right now, man. You're 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 all right. Yeah, which I do think is true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in terms of the show, the show seems so much more Dawson centric to begin with. Even this season, right? Totally. And as the seasons progress, I feel like we've let other characters kind of shine and come forward. A hundred percent. Mainly Joey and Pacey. Without completely robbing Dawson of important moments. There's still like episodes that are very Hallmark Dawson, but you still feel like he's leaning back and there's there's a lot more interpersonal stuff flourishing from other characters. Dawson gets a bad rap sometimes. I think we go hard on Dawson a lot of times. Yep. I think season one and two, there's a lot of things that are justifiable Dawson. Sure. Dawson, Dawson sucks. Especially season one. Oh, season one Dawson. Season three, Dawson has gone through a bit of a shift, a bit of a change. There's been ups and there have been downs. Yeah. But it's like, he seems like a solid dude. He feels real. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. He feels like a real teenager to me. Yeah. He's made some mistakes. But listen, a vixen shows up into your life, you're going to make a few mistakes. All right? You're going to crash a few boats and you're going to throw a few strip club parties. I don't know. Listen, think about this. If you're a 16-year-old and for like a few weeks, a magic lady just showed up and (laughs) and just like wanted to fuck you the whole time, like that's going to throw your uh, actions topsy-turvy. Yeah. For the most part, he's kind of let Joey be Joey. Sure. Like there are moments where like maybe when he came to give Joey the keys to the school, like you know, he showed his lack of understanding of his privilege. Sure. But of course, if 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 Dawson came into that situation and was like, listen, I totally understand, like, it would have read false. Sure. It would have read like that the writers were trying to make Dawson more like sympathetic or whatever, which is like, no, real real Dawson wouldn't wouldn't have known that. There are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds who don't understand their privilege. <laughs> There, there are four. There are thirty, forty, fifty, sixty-year-olds who make their living not understanding their privilege, like out loud. Like that's that's how they make money. Of course, I don't expect Dawson to understand his privilege. Sure. In terms of even Joey, even though they're such close friends, like I didn't expect that. That plays real to me. Sure. Totally. Absolutely. A lot of times, I think like when I think of the the story of Dawson's Creek and the characters in Dawson's Creek, mm-hmm. I don't think of them as real people. <laughs> like I do think sure. of them as TV characters. And then do they, do they seem real? Mm-hmm. Do they read real to me? Are they doing, re- and if they do, then that's, I don't hate any of the characters in Dawson's Creek. Do I hate any of them? Like, I like Andy. I like Pacey. Doug. I like Joey. I hate, I hate Doug. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I can't even say I hate Doug because it's just like, sure. he's not in the show enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I don't hate any of the characters because no, yeah, it's it's there are going to be. This was a show where everybody is perfect all the time. How fucking boring, yeah. right? Boring as shit. And it wouldn't read real. It wouldn't read like they're teenage. Teenagers have to make mistakes. Teenagers have to have glaring holes in their personality. Yeah, there's no sixteen year old who's going to like recognize their fucking privilege. <laughs> yeah, like you. We need holes. In that so that they can grow and become better people and hopefully like the show I think is doing a good job at sure kind of making Dawson a better person and growing. And I think that gets lost on people with a Dawson hate is just like you should hate him. I mean he's a kid. He he doesn't know <laughs> yeah. what the fuck he's doing half the yeah, time. But what sixteen year old he's do also you like? a kid. Yeah, he's just sure, a kid, totally. you know. And it, it 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 only matters to me if the character feels real, reads real. Sure. Is the plot dictating the character or is the character, character dictating the yeah. plot? 100%. And if the character is complaining of the plot, that, that 
that's good. But if like the plot is like is dictating the character, it's just like no, you just wanted him to be like that because you wanted him to be in the situation. Yeah. He's he wouldn't be that wise. And now he sounds yeah now and now he sounds way too stupid or way too smart for his own good. Yeah, and then it doesn't read real. Yeah, and then that's and that's that's lame as hell. I, I'm I'm interested I'm interested in the journey of these characters and like and like uh, you should be tailoring the plot to that like not what like you're trying to say like let's let's follow the characters yeah and i will reiterate this that like the hate from dawson is because i think most people are dawson or dawson sure yeah most people are dawson they're stumbling through life you make fucking mistakes you are too selfish sometimes i think a lot of us are dawson a lot of see the worst of us as dawson it's funny. I, I, you, the first time you said that, I want to say was in like the mid to late first season, and I was and I was listening, and I was just like, I kind of get that, but like just up through that point, like there was a bigger part of me, and my brain was like, Nah, I'm not Dawson, man. But if like, but you saying that now, it makes so much more sense, and it rings so much truer now that you you've had three seasons with Dawson and really seen him read very real. I'm a hundred percent on board with that at this point. We're all a bunch of Dawsons and Paceys walking around, yeah. just fucking up all the time. <laughs> you little, know? Little, yeah, a bunch of Paysons and Dawsies. I'm going to throw it out right now. I think Joey and Pacey belong together. Sure. It just feels right when they're together on screen. They got a lot of fucking chemistry. Can't deny that. And like, uh, listen, James Vanderbeek, love you. Think you're doing yeoman's work. Think you're doing underappreciated work. When fucking Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes are on screen, you're like, uh, these two are gonna fuck. It's electric. It really is. I mean, we'll get to it at the end, but the in the 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 final scene where they finally like get like get their their kiss kiss. The second that she like reaches out her hand and like grabs his hand, my instant reaction was like, oh, this is fucking on. Like it was just like that. It was like that moment. Yeah, I will also argue that Jen and Dawson have a lot of chemistry too. Hundred percent, absolutely. I also agree. I am. I'm a Poey. I think they yeah. belong together. Me too. Me they, too. They, I'm a Poey. When you see them on on screen, and you see Joey and Dawson, it just they just works better. And maybe so that's, that's just because the writing of the show. Sure. Obviously, but I would say I would just show, say, but I would like, just maybe say the on actors, I think the actors kind of have more yeah. chemistry together. They look like yeah. I mean, they did date in real life. Also, you can feel that. The second that like Joey commits to it and it's like, oh, this is on now, it's like, oh yeah, no, this this like on screen, this is right. This is how it's supposed to go. Absolutely. I don't think that's necessarily how I felt in your like your initial watchings. When I watched this episode in mm-hmm. two thousand, I don't think that's how I felt. I don't think I was a big Joey Dawson person either. I don't think I had like that much of like right. You, it, it must was, be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right, like, for sure. I did feel like I think like oh no, Joey, they're soulmates. Like I kind of had the, like I kind of bought into it a little bit, but at some point I was no Joey and Pacey. Yeah, it just works for me while I watched the first time. Sure. Yeah, definitely, man. I do think like let's all give. Dawson. To cut Dawson some slack. Yeah, cut Dawson some slack. Hashtag justice for Dawson. Justice for Dawson, man. Yeah, come on, guys. Not come that on. bad. He's, he's, a good, he's, a, he's a reasonably good dude. Well, he fucks like, up I think like in the next episode, he's going to do something. He's I'm sure. like, <laughs> he's just going to make us like, fuck Dawson. But uh, right now, right now, right, right episode here, right 19, now. season three, episode 19. Stolen kisses. Hashtag justice for Dawson. Justice for Dawson. He's not absolutely. that bad of a guy. Yeah, absolutely. 
Agreed. Dawson says this trip has made him realize that the one thing that they're good at is like making sense of each other's lives. And just like be, just like being in each, and just like sort of being in each other's lives. Yeah, and Joey's like, well, things change, Dawson. <laughs> like, I, I like, I like, uh, and I like how like <laughs> s- like subtly and not subtly that Joey's just kind of like, yeah, well, well, things change and they uh, evolve. You know, so like, you know, maybe that's not what we're good at anymore. <laughs> yeah, sometimes some things just go away. You know, maybe you should stop thinking about things in terms of you and me. And yeah, Dawson's like, listen, <laughs> things don't have to be anyway. You don't. have have to grow apart if you want to be together you could be together you just have to want it things don't have to be any kind of way yeah and you know the thing that sends you apart and joey's like well bring us back together and he's like yeah see finishing each other's sentences (laughs) (laughs) she's like you know dawson i guess you haven't really changed that much you're still an optimist and i here go back to like dawson i think that's a great trait about dawson uh his eternal optimism yeah, because we live sure. in such cynical times. Sure. And then like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think people who are like Dawson and TV shows and movies that are more sincere, sure, kind of have this like, ugh, corny ass fucking TV, like not like sure. TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. That's a corny ass '90s shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, listen, everybody loved Forrest Gump until like 2010 <laughs> came right. around. No, totally, and people were like, totally. That's a Fuck, corny ass shit. That's some corny shit. Sure. Things and people who are more sincere kind of like in 2020 get kind of like a ugh, gross kind of yeah, feeling. Yeah, get, get a little, get a which little, which is uh, weird because by the like wayside. everybody in social media is so overly like happy all the oh, time. And, and like on that, like we're on that grind, we're blah, 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 we're going to go get it. It's hard to find an optimistic person these days. Sure, like, totally. I think so too. A genuinely optimistic person who like believes that things are going to work out and. I won't even, yeah. I, I'm not even optimistic to myself. <laughs> no, I don't. I, you know, a lot of times when I think about where the world is going, we're fucked. Fuck. Like, I mean, just like, I'm not even talking about Paul. I'm just talking about right. climate change. And climate sure. change is not yeah, a yeah, political yeah. subject. Absol- <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody's saying. Climate change is not a political subject. I just think like. <sighs> point of no return at some point. Yeah, we're fucked. Absolutely. You know, I think like, but it's hard to muster up optimism. But sure. when you get somebody in your life who's just like, no, man, it's okay. We can, we can like, we can do it or like we can, we yeah, can do yeah. it. Yeah. There's just that little bit of like, you know, we just have to believe a little bit and work a little bit harder. Right. And we can like achieve something it's, like it's having ener- somebody in that your life. As fuck. Is yeah. Ener- yeah. Yeah. It's energizing. And you need a little bit of that in your life. I'm not, I'm, you don't Absolutely. need a 24. So I don't need. That, that influencer 24-7, my life is going great, even if everything is falling down. Sure, sure, sure. But I also don't need everything sucks and it's just going to get worse and we're all going to die. Like, it's like... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're opposite poles, but equally, like, just exhausting. They beat you down in equal and opposite ways. Yeah, so, you know, I think that is a little nice trait about Dawson. He doesn't have optimism about, like, his career or, like... But he has optimism about people. Right, right, right. He believes that if you love people and you love each other, then you'll be together. And you'll and everything will everything will everything work, will work out, out on after that. that. Yeah. yeah. As yeah. long as you like love the people you love and care about the people you care about and remember that, then you could get through things. Sure. Which is uh, uh, which is a, a beautiful sentiment, um, uh, honestly. You know, Joey's a little bit like, mm, I don't know, Dawson. Sounds pretty and stupid, Dawson. we pant down and we see Pacey just like, oh. Uh, what's happening up there? 
<laughs> I can't let them have a, a, a moment together or they might fall in love again. She's been too far away from me for too long. <laughs> yeah, Paisley's like, are you going to come down here? Come on, guys, come down and wash the, this horse that clearly doesn't want to be washed. Yeah, we're, uh, we've are we been washing it for the last half hour. You want to come, come back in and give it a shot? Huh? And then we pan a little bit lower and we see a carving of Dawson plus Joey BFF. Best friends forever, yeah. You know, something that they clearly carved and they were like kids. It'd right. be funny if like Dawson just <laughs> carved it. <laughs> and he, he, was car- he was carving it when Joey got there and had to hide it with his foot. And Joey's just like, wait, Dawson, what is that? And he's like, I don't know. I just carved this. I, thought, I just thought it was cool. I don't know. I thought it was cool. You know, like I thought maybe you would see it and be like, oh, yeah. We are be- we are best. <laughs> I mean, like now it seems weird. Yeah, now that you're here and I have to explain it, I feel I feel funky. But um, you know what? Go 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 watch that horse with Pacey. I got some shit to do up here. Clearly, something they carved when they were like children. Yeah, adorable. Yeah, best friends forever. And then Pacey standing there being like, "Not on my watch, bitches. <laughs> Not today." Pacey's got some pa- pa- Pacey's there's a doings afoot not today devil Dawson not today <laughs> not today sa- not today satanic leery see this is just like the little like Pacey kind of like keeping an eye out not letting them have moments together that's a little bit of like but it's also like I can't hate on Pacey because he's just trying to he's doing his he loves thing her. he's yeah. doing his thing yeah trying to get trying to move move that move that boat what towards, I don't like is, is that he plays it off like He's not doing that, but yeah, he yeah, is yeah. doing that. I don't mind him doing it. I don't like him playing it off like like things are just happening. I just happen to interrupt you. Yeah, you don't mind how the player's playing the game. You're just you just you mind how he's presenting the game he is playing. Yeah, he players telling me he's not playing the game, but I see him. He's got the ball. He's taking shots. He's doing screens. Yeah, you don't tell me that you're not playing. He's like Ice Cube, and today was a good day when he says last week messed around and got a triple double. It's like you know how you got a triple double, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Just you're talking it messed around. Only issue I have with Pacey is that he's playing off like he's not in control. Sure, or he's not at least having some control. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're back in Aunt Gwen's home. We cut to this painting of like her house. Joey's like, you know, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Aunt Gwen tells a story about how she painted that when she was still married and how she had an art teacher who told her to close her eyes. Yeah, it looks like she had an art teacher that told her to close her eyes. <laughs> and to paint her future and the rest will take care of herself. And she ended up painting that. And Joey's like, wow, you painted that before you you had this house? And she's like, yeah, I guess it all worked out, huh? Aunt Gwen's art is garbage. It's fucking awful. Garbage. (laughs) Basura. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that this is one of Joey's early art influence, it's like, I get it. I get why you make garbage art, girl. You never had a chance. You never had a chance. This is your main early influence. And I guess whenever you went to the art museum, you didn't look around or nothing because holy shit, you've been fucked from Jump Street art, little uh, artist Joey. Joey says, oh, you so you painted this before you got the house. She's like, yeah, I guess it all worked out. We on some secret shit right now. We on some, not secret shit. We on some, se- yeah, 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 for shit. sure. This is, yeah. So my art teacher told me that just like manifesting is what, is what happens. Like, bah. She manifested her future. Yes. Joey asked if she has any regrets about how her and Richard got together, meaning, you know, she was married before and she had to leave him to go with Richard. And Gwen tells her that like, she just got married too young, which happens a lot. And that when she met Richard, I want those old balls. <laughs> well, I imagine she was probably like sure. twenty something. Uh, he's sure, probably yeah. forty something. He not 
Too I old mean, forty-something-year-old balls. Still be some old balls. That like twenty, like twenty years, like twenty years ago, like forty-something-year-old balls are older than forty-something-year-old balls today. Yeah, we are living in the world where Tom Cruise is almost sixty. Yeah, and he's like he's like going to space to film a movie. So I bet if he pulled down his pants, those are the tautest balls you've ever seen. Listen, Scientology, yes. troublesome. Uh, niche, niche. Tom Cruise, bulletproof. One of the greatest actors of our time. He deserves multiple Oscars. Absolutely. For what he does, what he does doesn't win you Oscars, but it should. Listen, I don't want to start gushing about Tom Cruise because I will. <laughs> yeah, we're big Tom Cruise stance. Scientology, problematic. Nah, <laughs> she tells Joey that like. Yeah, you know, she got married too young, and when she met Richard, just something happened. He, like, w- awoken something in her. Her w- warrior spirit, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, Richard j- just was exciting and made her feel alive in a way that her current life at that time wasn't, and that she felt she owed it to herself to follow her heart. Yeah, and this old old man's balls. Now, you know, Joey getting some like, oh, what is my heart saying? You know, Joey, I think, now understands that she feels something for Pacey. She's not sure what. She doesn't know if she she likes it. (laughs) Or she knows, but she's scared. I think that, of all things, is the most obvious, that she's frightened as to what will happen. Not just with Dawson, but also with Pacey. Yeah, with with her, like, what then what does that become? She's thinking lots of stuff going on in Joey's yeah, head. Absolutely. Right now. I wouldn't want to be Joey. Fuck no. I wouldn't want to be Joey at all during this episode. It's a hard place to be for Joey because she does love oh, Dawson totally. so much. I'm not talking about romantically, but as a friend, he means so much to her. In a lot of ways, he means the most to her out of anybody in her life. Absolutely. He's true north. But Pacey is this new Mr. New Mr. New Booty. Thing, the, <laughs> Yeah, that makes you feel kind of like tingly. Make me feel tingly. But it also is a little scary because it's not like they get along yeah. terribly well. Like, you know, they've had their issues in the past, but, uh, you know, it's the repercussions of this means blowing up your life and like possibly losing Dawson. It's DEFCON 1. There's no, it doesn't have, it, like, it, there's no. There's no scenario where you get everything. Where everyone just like walks away clean. I've heard arguments where it's like, it's unfair for Dawson not to be her friend Eh. after this. I don't think it is. I think Dawson can be her friend in the sense that like, he still cares about her and loves her. But to be around her is a totally different thing when you are in love with somebody. Oh, fuck yeah. It's a totally different thing where you need to take time away from that person. So then you can be their friend later on. Absolutely. Right, but who knows? Maybe Joey and Dawson could still be a thing. Yeah, who knows? Well, I mean, you know, but I don't know. Joey and Dawson is the show. Like, Well, jo- Joey plus Dawson, best friends forever. Joey and Dawson, I mean, they use this term a lot in the show, soulmates. A term I don't think means anything right. in real life. Dawson, and in this world, Kevin Williamson has created, they talk about soulmates. Uh-huh. Joey and Dawson have this, like, this, like, magnetic thing that like no matter how shitty they are Uh together and no matter how shitty they are to each other they can't seem to like sure each other you know like you could say that like joey and dawson have a very codependent relationship i could could say and it's like completely unhealthy (laughs) when everything falls apart they are the people who run towards each other right 
Yeah, and so like, I don't think Dawson's out of the race. Nope. I'll put that out there. I don't think Dawson's out of the race. This, so that you're saying this is a two-horse race that we're dealing with here. It's a two-horse race right here. Because I don't think Joey knows exactly what she wants, right? Like she's like, Do you want Mr. Right or do you want Mr. Right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know one thing she doesn't want. She don't want no short, short man. Don't want, don't, no want, don't, want, don't want no short, short man. Little shriveled, short, short man. Don't, don't want, want, don't want, don't want, don't want. I will say this, Aunt Gwen mm-hmm. is all about. Oh, oh, she's she's uh, a Dawson and, and Joey shipper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, she's doughy. doughy as fuck. She is doughy forever. Yeah, she is doughy for, for life. Ever. So she tells Joey that her favorite painting is actually this one <laughs> over here. This painting of a young Joey and Dawson that she made. This is how and it's funny. It's just like it's funny. This like juxtaposition of her being of like this whole free spirit thing. And then, oh, by the way, I want you to be together with Dawson forever. <laughs> well, I think in her mind. She remembers seeing Dawson and Joey running around like all clearly like these two when they get older are going to be in love because they're soulmates right, or whatever. Right. You know, she yeah. has that like vision of them. Also, you know, that's her nephew. That's my nephew, nephew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> she has a, she has an automatic root, rooting interest. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I get it. She, she don't know Pacey. I don't know you. I don't trust she you. She met him once at a party. Yeah. He was being a dick. <laughs> being a dick to Joey. And now you and you now you brought this motherfucker over. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely team Doey. Sure. All the way. She shows Joey this awful painting. Hey, look at this piece <laughs> of shit I made you. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey's and Joey's like, I love this. This is one of my favorite paintings ever, this piece of shit. Pacey's like right there, right there to intercept. Don't let Joey Get one second of nostalgia in her. He might as well have slapped a painting out of her hand where he's like, shut up. Stop showing her this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, he is like right there, which means he must have been waiting outside of the hallway. Just like, when can I make my move? Yeah. Comes in and just like, hey. Hey. And Joe's just like, oh shit, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> She literally turns around and is like, what the fuck? It would have been great. It would have been great if her reaction was just literally just like, gah. Are you my shadow, motherfucker? How did you get here? Creeping me the fuck out, dog. Yeah. I don't know what energy you think you're vibing right now, but it's not He's good. He's vibing a little bit of serial killer. Is this some like yeah. obsessive behavior? Yeah. It's not healthy. Yeah. He is vibing obsessive behavior. Now, listen. The show doesn't really ever go into this that much. Pacey comes from a childhood of abuse and trauma. Sure. And we have seen him manifest anger and violence. violence. Yeah. More than once. Yeah. Real real punchy. A lot of times in real life, like, if you know that about somebody, you've seen that about somebody, and then you see this kind of obsessive behavior over something, it's a recipe for bad. You would be advising somebody, hey, maybe you steer steer clear of that fella. Oh, Seth, this is not... Our Pacey. Our Pacey is much sweeter man. Yeah. A sweeter boy than that. Who is but just I'm ca- in real occasionally, life, enga- occasionally engaged in uh, in fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you go punch a motherfucker. These are a lot of red flags going on here, man. Oh, yeah. If you if you see this kind of Pacey behavior IRL, uh, get, your friend, get your friend away from that man. Yeah. That's not cute. No, it's not adorable. It's like she's all he thinks about. It's like, you got to steer that motherfucker away. She literally is all he's thinking about this weekend. Yeah. And he's vibing it in the fucking creepiest way. 
He's vibing it like he's been brewing about this shit, just thinking about it at night on Dougie's couch. Like, this is all that fucking matters to him. He's going to get this no matter what. Like, it, it's like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't like the vibe. I think in the nineties this played ro- as romantic. Like as romantic. <laughs> this wasn't like that mo- that wasn't like that what the fuck is that movie with Alicia Silverstone and early Mark Wahlberg? Like cr- the crush or whatever. He's like an obsessive boyfriend or whatever. I think he like he like fingers her on a roller coaster. Oh yes, yes, yes. I remember it might be called The Crush or yeah. My Crush. I think or I think it's or crush, crush or the Crush. Yeah. Anyway, it's reaching close to that vibe. We're back at Larry's fish, mm-hmm. fresh fish. Young Henry runs over to Jen to tell Jen that okay, she wants um, to fuck me. <laughs> Shelly, yeah, Shelly pretty much propositioned him to have sex anytime he wants. She's down to, to clown. clown. She's down to clown. D T down to clownfish at the clownfish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. yeah. Jen's like, well, I should go fuck. What did you say? I said. <laughs> He's like, well, obviously, obviously I said I had a girlfriend. I said, let me think about it. Let me tell my girlfriend. She, if she thinks it's cool, you know. And if she says it's cool, I'll get I'll back, get back. We'll find a time and place. And then just like, do you do you think she's attractive? And, and, and he's like, no. <laughs> What's the right no, yeah. answer? Henry clearly, Henry clearly like searching, searching for the like, What's the right answer that like quashes this? Because this is not. A, this yeah, is the right answer. Yes, but I would never in a million billion years <laughs> say yeah, yes. Do anything. Yes, I can Rec- recognize <laughs> intellectually recognize that she's a very attractive person, but I personally am not attracted to her. Or is it just no? And of course, Henry, the answer is always no. No, no I do not. Well, it doesn't matter what you answer. You're you- gonna. She's gonna be upset. You fucked up just by coming yeah, what are we, what are we to doing? tell her that Shelly wants to have wants sex to with you. Why would you do that to her? <laughs> but on the other hand, it's like, man, Henry's new at this shit. And it's just like, it's obvious that like something's bothering her. So he like wants to keep everything above board. So it's like, okay, update on. Yeah, because yeah, because if she finds out later oh my God, on that, that, he, like, that he, she was like, cause she could just easily be like, you know, I, I propositioned your boyfriend for f- fucking sex. <laughs> so, so he's <laughs> yeah, gotta be like, Henry be like, why did you tell me Henry? It's just like, I, I didn't think, yeah. I, I knew how you would react. So the last time you saw us, I was like, you know, we were just talking. Okay, so update on us just talking. We were talking, and now she wants to have sex with me. It's a no-win situation. It's a no-win situation. Yeah, Jen's just like, good. You go fuck her, and you go fuck yourself. <laughs> you fuck off twice, fuck, and fuck off a third time for free. Jen is uh, not happy. But she's not jealous. She's not jealous at all. Don't you dare call me jealous. Oh, snap your little fucking neck off. Now go have sex with that lady. Yeah, we're at Gwen's porch. Yeah. Will is sitting outside, and he just going, oh, hey, Will, what you doing? And he kind of like, you know, might have a little thing for young William here. There's a little there's a little energy going on there. Yeah. And he tells Will that he's quite the contradiction, you know, a well-read pull shark, uh, uh, the blue-collar blue academic. academic. It's like, hey, motherfucker. And then I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Goodwill hunting? Shit. Is this the guy, the prototype for Will yeah, hunting? Yeah, man. Was Will was Will uh, Will Crudley or whatever his fucking name is? Is yeah. it Crud- Crudley? Crudsky? Crudsky? Dear Officer Krupke. Yeah. Is it Officer Will Crub- Krubke? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this guy's like, 
You know, uh, your education I could have got for uh, $4 in late charges at the Boston Public Library. Do you like apples? I'm a pool shack. I got a number. How about them apples? You fucking asshole. Hey, how about we go to uh, we go to a Harvard bar, fuck some smart fuck kids up. Smart kids. Yeah, how about we, uh, how we go outside and figure that out? No, we don't need to go outside. So there's Harvard bar, huh? About the equations on the wall and shit. That's the funniest, the funniest <laughs> lines in the movie. <laughs> Thought there'd be equations and shit on the walls. It's the only time I'm like, ah, being a white working class Boston guy, this is, this is kind of fun. You get to talk a bunch of shit about being about people being smart. Yeah, and so Will's kind of like, yeah, I guess you pretty much figured me out. It's real nice to do just about people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> people love it when you do this shit about yeah, them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, but and he asks why Will is unhappy, and he's like, "What? Like you said, when you grow up, you want to be happy. So I assume why are you so unhappy? Turn that frown upside down." Andy has this thing where she's just so direct, yeah. You know that could come off as like nosy, like like you're imposing yourself into your life right. in kind of like a weird way. But I think like there's something about Andy that it's also like her, her directness. I was thinking she's not. There's no malice. It doesn't seem like she just wants to know who you Her are. Her directness, like I was thinking about it because like when Andy first started being on the show and then I was thinking about it, it's like of all the people in the show, I do have a thing for Andy. <laughs> a soft spot. And I think her directness is a big part of it. Just that sort of like that guileless, like there's something I want to know. So why don't you tell me? Will says there's a lot of reasons, probably too many to mention. And she's like, well, give me one. Like, she's just relentless in that pursuit of, like, getting to know you in a kind of way. I I will know you better when I am done with this conversation. Will tells Annie, grew up and is growing up in an abusive household. His father's a piece of shit. His his father's a piece of shit. His mom gets gets the brunt of it. So does he, and he just had to get out of the house. Yeah. He just needed needed a weekend away. Yeah. My abusive father. You know, I think there's a part of Andy that likes broken boys too. You know? Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, she likes a project. Yeah. That's clear that she likes a project. Yeah. Some some stuff to she she wants a little something to fix. Will's like in a lot of ways like a pacey, but like read like a smart like a pacey. pacey. So she's probably just like hell yeah, one less thing I got to fix about you, but still plenty, but still plenty to fix. Does that? Make you like Will a little yeah, bit yeah, better, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this 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 scene is definitely like humanizes Will. Like I didn't care about him in the beginning, but he gets his moment. He doesn't feel like AJ. No, he doesn't feel like AJ at all. Like once you sit with him for a minute and then you're like, oh, this is just a guy. Okay, this is it's not his fault. His face looks like AJ's guy. We don't really get AJ's background that much, but it kind of does seem like AJ came from either wealth or like comfortable like maybe up, upper middle class you know to to be to, to be fucking conjugating fucking uh like greek or like uh latin, latin verbs and shit like latin that verbs. yeah, yeah. And, uh, at like 20 or whatever it's like aj's world and my world do not collide aj definitely got some extracurricular tutoring nerd fucking what he is is a fucking nerd not like my boy will here bob always real Hustle's pulling reads books, baby. He'll know in a few years how lame saying Salinger is God sounds, but like for right now, that's what he's into. It's practically God. Salinger. Oh, we cut to the Larry's Fresh Fish. We're back in the kitchen. Um, They're taste testing a dish. Gail says it's too mushy. Mitch says it's too crunchy. So the chef's like, good, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about this chef. I was like seriously thinking about this chef being like, good, I'll just go fuck myself now. Thanks, guys. Good meeting. 
I hate working. Here. <laughs> just, just, just fucking throws a fish against a wall. <laughs> it's bony. It's like bony. just be like the fuck. Well, I guess I'll take this too mushy, too crunchy dish and shove it straight up my ass. Thanks a bunch. You know, Gail's like, well, I guess you could talk about something. And, she's, and he's like, oh, well, I have opinions. I just don't always speak them. So, and she's and she and Gail's like, what's that like? Gail says to Mitch that like, listen. If something's bothering you, we're friends, you could tell me. We should be able to speak. Mitch is like, well, if we are such great friends, wouldn't we still be married? Yeah. It's like, no, that's not true. Because yeah. marriage brings on other responsibilities that have nothing to do with friendship. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not married, then you can be like friends. And if you don't know that by now, Mitch, I don't know. Why'd you get married you. in the first place, you dumb dumb? <laughs> you dumb idiot. You, you've been playing this 100% wrong for 30 years. I mean, I think what Mitch really wants to say is- I don't like you right now. I want to I be married to Gail again. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Say, saying it, saying it in the, all this like in like Gail stuff is bo- like bothering yeah. me. I don't like it. <laughs> so having to see you bothers me because I like you. I love you so much. <laughs> Mitch and Gail just continually putting each other in awkward situations that bring up uh, feelings both new and old. What do you think about the storyline, the saga of Mitch and Gail in this episode? I fucking episode? don't care about any of it. I don't give a shit. I would like them to like get back together. The same thing where like when I thought um, Gail was moving to Philadelphia. It's great. Thus ends the saga of Gail and Mitch. You want them to shit or get yeah. off the pot. Like pick a side. And, and then just do that so I don't have to care about it follow anymore. Through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like with the way this with the way this one ends and with them like you know he puts his hand in her hand and shit like that it's like good great get married great I love it I love everything about it and Gwen brings up Dawson and Joey for a duet one of their favorite songs as kids I guess Daydream Believer by the Monkees I'm sure this is probably the most expensive song oh, that they had to 100%. buy 100 and also like per- like kind of a perfect this was Dawson and Joey's Dawson E Joey like as kids song if you told me Dawson's favorite band was, was the Monkees Monkey's growing <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah probably, yeah, sense. no, totally. Like I used to watch, I used to watch the TV show all the time. I loved him. Yeah, totally. I mean, he's not that old, right? No, well, uh, they, when we were kids, like around our age, they used to, they would, they was syndicated on Nickelodeon for a while. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't have cable. Your Majesty. I'm just saying, da- Dawson would have had cable. <laughs> Listen, I get it. You grew up with a silver spoon. You had fucking cable. We got it. Was it. The, the one nice thing we had. My mom was just like, listen, we don't have any money. We're going to spend a lot of time at home. I'm going to have cable. Uh, yeah. So they get up to sing a duet. Dawson reluctantly gets up. Yep. He's not a big singer, I nope. guess. They sing a rendition of Daydream Believer. And they're kind of into yeah, it. They're both kind of like into it, it having fun. fun singing. And we pan over to Pacey's face. <laughs> and Pacey's like... Yeah, Pacey, Pacey, who wants to wants to um uh, make sure the room just has his energy, like just like stares and then leaves, not holding back at all, no, not even putting on a smiley face. Yeah, you can't just get up in in the middle of somebody's performance. You're clearly making, yeah, like you're, you're making, you're putting on a show. Pay attention like to he Pacey now. wants Joey to notice that he got up and left. Yeah, once again, like I said. Things aren't just happening to Pacey. Nope. Pacey is purposely doing things to make them happen. So don't play like you don't know what's going on. Orchestration. This is some orchestration. This, this premeditated partner. This is a premeditated. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just just be honest about it. Be cool with your premeditation. Yeah. What do you think about the monkey? I think some of those songs are good. 
I think like any I think like any of the like narrative where it was like the monkeys versus the Beatles is like you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> oh, the Beatles versus any band, you're out of your fucking mind. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The catalog speaks for itself. Sure. Just so many hits, so many great songs after great songs. Sure. You could say, I don't like the Beatles, I get behind that. Right. But you can't put their career against any band. It, it's insane. Yeah, or, it would be an insane thing to do. Yeah, they're in another realm that you can't be repeated because of where music has gone and where what music we've all created. You know, sure, like, yeah, it's yeah. just like it's, it's that moment in time. Irrepeatable, irrepeatable, or unrepeatable, whatever. Yeah, there's a. I, I don't. I'm not a huge Beatles person. Sure, I don't. I've moved past even my, own any Beatles records. I, I don't like. I have Abbey Road, but like I and like I wouldn't call myself a huge Beatles guy, but I've moved past my huge Beatles phase. At this point, it's all something I've synthesized into my blood. But I do like the Beatles. I think the catalog is impressive. I think, actually, like, I'm an early Beatles person. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like the, I want to hold your hand you like the, stuff. You like, I like the, the, that the, shit. Early, the early super, like, uh, fun, like, British, inv- British, British invasion pop shit. Yeah, stuff. The Monkeys are one of those bands where you're like, I like way more Monkey songs than I should. Sure. Yeah, It's one of those bands that I don't really think about, but when I hear a Monkey song, like, and it's, like, it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, I like that song. Yeah, definitely. They've got, they've got, you know, they've they're got all hits, like man. super poppy. Sure. They're super catchy. They're super earwormy. Sure, you know? totally. I don't think, I've like never put on the Monkeys. Like, uh-huh. But like when I hear one of those songs, it's like, oh yeah, I like that song. And then you hear another, and you're like, oh, that's a monkey song too. And you're like, oh yeah, like I like a lot more of their songs than I think about. Sure. Pacey gets up and walks out of the room, which catches Joey's eyes. Sur- Nobody else. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> even more surprising than it catching Joey's eyes. That is that everybody else is just like, and Pacey's going outside. Don't care. <laughs> Including Dawson, by the way. Yeah, you know, Bob Dawson's just having a good time singing it, singing it, singing it, baby. <laughs> We cut back to Leary's fish. Fresh, fresh fish. fish. Leary's fish, right? Yeah, Leary's fresh fish. Jen watching Shelly's talk to Henry, and we get a kung fu zoom in (laughs) on Jen. Totally. (laughs) Like like a classic kung fu zoom in on Jen. You're waiting for like the the instrumental sting behind it. Yeah, and Jen is clearly like, I'm going to kick some ass. Fuck it, I'm done. bitch. (laughs) done watching this shit happen on my watch and yeah and she like confronts Shelly and Shelly's legit just like why the fuck didn't you say anything yeah no I love this I love that why Shelly's like well why didn't you just tell me he was your boyfriend then I would have we would have had none of this is not like you're making this weird (laughs) like you're the one who did this yeah you she should have just been yelled you did this to you Jen says it's because I don't know but you, what you need to do is stop pressing your press up against my boyfriend. You're a fucking, you're, yeah, you're, you're fucking, you're a fucking slutty wench. wench. He calls her a slutty yeah, yeah. wench. And that if she continues to do this, I'm she's going to have I'm to beat throw the fuck down. Out you. I don't know if Jen would have called her a slutty wench. Seems real sex shamey. Yeah, it doesn't seem something Jen would do. But of course, Jen is angry and jealous and upset. And, so maybe, and, by the way, she would just say the words that would yeah, hurt. By the way, somebody. none of this seems like something Jen would do in in normal circumstances. No, no. This storyline doesn't. Jen doesn't seem like she would get jealous about Shelly. She seems like she would just tell Shelly that, oh, that or yeah. anybody, like, not oh, even just my, Jen. Oh, that's my, that that's anybody my, would be oh, like, that's, that's my boyfriend. boyfriend. Don't yeah, hand hit off. On him. Like, why wouldn't you just say that in the in the first place? And there's no reason for her not to say it. 
Yeah, so she causes this big scene and she turns to uh, Henry and is like, are you happy? I'm jealous. <laughs> and he's like, a little bit. <laughs> a tiny bit. You do, you know, like when totally. somebody gets jealous, oh, you yeah. do get like a little bit of like, She's jealous. Good. Yeah, good. I, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. Even though I should be, I shouldn't be 100% a sure thing. Like, yeah, like, like, maybe, it, yeah. It's good to be reminded that, oh, yeah. You do care. You got that. Yeah, you got. Not only do you have the hots for me that you don't want anyone else to uh, touch. Yeah, sure, totally. Yeah, a little bit. No, a pinch. Other anything, anything more than a pinch, and it's irritating. Yeah, I mean, you are in like a restaurant, and she did just make a big scene, so it is embarrassing during dinner time. (laughs) Yeah, what is going on with your staff? (laughs) Like your staff is just having like family drama out here in the fucking dining room. Yeah. So then we cut to outside like on the porch again or like outside somewhere sure so joey goes outside to check on pacey to see if he's okay the fuck bro and pacey of course is like no i'm not okay Obby, <laughs> that's why i did this real showy thing right now and joey's like hmm i was hoping you just say yeah, you're good <laughs> i didn't really want to get into it god yeah i was like i got I, I just was hoping that you'd yeah, be like you're fine out here great Yeah, so he says, I'm not okay. And she's like, well, what's wrong? And he's like, it's the history. It's that, how am I supposed to compete with you and Dawson and your history? And Joey blurts out, you don't have to. We should have our own (gasps) hit. Just enough to give Pacey a little. (gasps) What? (laughs) We should have what? (laughs) But which is funny because before before she blurts that out and then, you know, changes the trajectory of the whole conversation, it's like, I can't handle your history. Then you shouldn't have gone on a trip to Fawson's fucking aunt's place, you dipshit. <laughs> That's like, where the, the trip you're going on is literally like a history trip. Yeah. Pacey asks what Joey means. And Joey's like, I don't know what I mean. I don't, I don't really know what I feel or what's going on. And Pacey's like, listen, this like detente we decided to have, whatever it's going on, it fucking sucks. I don't like it. I don't like how awkward it is. It makes me feel weird. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. Like you just said, she's like, well, then why the fuck did you come here? This is, you shouldn't be here, bro. Yeah, this is where he says, because of proximity, Joey. Right. Because when you're in love with somebody, just being around them is a good thing, no matter how they feel about you or don't feel about you. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's miserable. It's fucking it's miserable. Su- if they, Unless they're also in love with you, it sucks. Yeah. Straight up. I do think you may want to be near them. Sure. And you may make the decision to be near them, thinking, at least I get to be near them. Yeah, it's a mistake. But then you get there and it's like, this is a mistake. I've made a terrible mistake. I, I fucked this up. This is a bad call. Yeah. This is absolutely a bad call. He he then walks off. This is probably the funniest moment <laughs> in the episode. Uh-huh. And Joey turns around and she's like, I felt it this morning when you brushed up against me. I felt it. It's like... You're talking about his dick. Talking about my dick. No. <laughs> talking about his dick. You brush your hand brushed up against me this morning, and I felt your ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like, who wrote this? Like, right, totally. It, this literally sounds like I, I know. Like I don't know another way to write this, but like it totally right. just sounds like you rubbed your dick on me. <laughs> I felt it this morning when you brush up against me. I felt it. Your dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, hey, Kev, 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 Kev Dubs, uh, 
Hey, you should have skipped this part. Yeah, but essentially, she says that she felt like him brushing up against her, and it made her feel something. And he, she, Pacey asked her, "Well, what did what did you feel?" And then she says, "I felt alive for the very first time." I can't deny you. I feel so alive. I, I feel so alive. You're in the cell town. You know that kids don't play. What up? Six one nine. Booyaka booyaka. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pueblo. <laughs> All right. Well, shouts to, shouts to POD. POD. Payable on death. Payable on death. Six one nine. Represent Southtown. Although I, I don't I don't represent the Southtown. I'm not from San Diego. <laughs> what am I saying? Big respect. We get this like this moment where Joey kind of is finally kind of being a little bit more honest with herself and with sure. Pacey. That I like you. She cannot at this point deny that Pacey makes her feel alive. She can't, makes her feel she, she can't deny him. Way, she feels so alive. I think in a way that like even Dawson never made her. No, feel. it's like it's sexier. It's like yeah, it's this is like, like sexy. Make her like her naughty parts feel good. <laughs> like I think like with Dawson, it's always been more like puppy love, wholesome, and, like, like a, some wholesome shit. They talk about it a lot about of love, like of the tinglys. But Pacey's given her the tingles, you know. Like, no, yeah, she's she, she what is she, what she's feeling, which is what she doesn't feel for uh, Dawson is she's feeling lust. She's she makes her feel it makes him feel fucking lusty. Yeah, which is finally you know fucking three you know I get some we get some non generated lust in this in this um uh show three seasons in. This is where Pacey does something that's like hmm. Pace, I think Pacey learned a little bit about consent. Sure. Oh, the, the oh the ki- the kissing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, "I'm going to kiss you." And and if you <laughs> and if you don't want me to kiss you, you have to stop. And she's she's but in between that she says no. And he says, "You can't tell me that and not think I'm going to kiss you." Right. Which is a little bit more like you're making me kiss you, but. He has learned something about consent. He in now, which in which <laughs> he's not asking, so he's not one hundred percent there with yeah, consent. He's he's, he's dic- telling. He's dictating consent. <laughs> he's telling her and making going to do something and making it an making it an opt out clause rather than yeah, <laughs> rather, putting rather than an the opt-in. onus on her to yeah. stop him. It's that dastardly shit fucking cable companies and like the internet companies do where they it's the opt out rather than the opt in. It's it's like it's technically consent, but it's shady. It's a shady move. It's a, yeah. Um. That's the 2020 view, okay? Sure. Let's go back to 2000. Sure. Oh, this is yeah. This is this is like, this is people are like, oh, oh shit. shit, here it's yeah. a, it's on, yeah, yeah. Listen, this whole Pacey Joey thing, this has been going on for months yeah, as we're been, watching it. Yeah, months, for sure. It's bre- you know, it's been brewing. It, we weren't binging it. We were watching it over the course of months. Sure, totally and brewing, and we thought maybe like when. When he kissed her at the car near the car, where they sure. got, yeah, yeah. like maybe that would have been it. But then we saw Joey's reaction. His reaction, she acted like she didn't want it so hard that she wanted it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or getting that like it's a this is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is some this is some shit. This is like this is some shit, and this feels. This is this is like this feels really wildly romantic. Like yeah. this is like hey, I was watching s- this with like, I was watching this with more two thousand eyes than twenty twenty eyes, and I was like, "Yeah, get in there, buddy." 
Yeah, like pay get some pace. Yeah. Uh, get get somebody. Sure, what's up? It is the undeniable fucking like cur- like chemistry. The chemistry between them is so fucking undeniable. Like sure, totally. the way Joey looks at Pacey is just like Pacey, she does want you to kiss her. Yeah, no, th- those uh, those eyeballs say, "Get up in here, son." Yeah. Yes, listen. Have does every kiss start with "Can I kiss you?" No, of course not. There are nonverbal cues to consent, which a of which a quivering bottom lip and an eye and eyes that say "Keep keep keep it coming, big boy." Yeah, totally. Some people confuse other nonverbal cues as "I want to kiss you." Like but that, in this situation, it is clear that Joey wants no, Pacey to there's, kiss her. There's, there's, there's a kiss that wants to be happening here. Yeah, and it's just like it's just life. Life isn't. I'm gonna ask if I could kiss somebody all the time. Sometimes you're leaning, you're both leaning into it. You know. Yeah, you yeah, know. totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. But if you think you know and you go in and they tell you to stop, you stop. You have to stop. That's that's yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, unfortunately, before this kiss can become anything oh more, old cock blocky Gwen, was <laughs> <laughs> her spidey senses was going off. I have to go out. Well, no, she was probably the only. She was probably the other one who noticed. Like, uh, hey, uh, Pacey went outside dramatically during Daydream Believer, and then Joey laughed after the song. Yeah. I'm gonna keep an eye. I'm gonna keep an eye on the doings I outside. Can't have two teenagers fuck in my front yard. <laughs> I don't have insurance for that shit. <laughs> yeah, she kind of interrupts them. Pacey says he's gotta go back to do karaoke because that's exactly what he wants to do at this moment i've never tried to do karaoke with an erection before but we'll see how it goes yeah i one of the things later on pacey says about like he's also conflicted uh-huh i don't see it in his actions i don't either he seems pretty he seems pretty uh pretty assured he says it i don't see it in his actions no he seems pretty direct and like knows what he wants and is trying to is trying to bring about that yeah, yeah. Uh, i love aunt gwen here sure she tells joey that listen i'm not judging you i'm the last person on earth that would judge you or the first person because you meet those people who are like should be the last person to judge you but are just super judgy but she says that Joey was being reckless, and what if it wasn't her and it was Dawson instead? You dumb dumb. It would have been a really awkward rest of the weekend. Because <laughs> you guys would obviously stay here for the rest of the weekend. It wouldn't be like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, like it, and that like, whatever she feels, I think she needs to tell Dawson first. Right. Before she pursues, you know, anything more. Sure. Which is great advice. Like, yeah, I think that's advice. perfect advice. Sure. I'm not judging you. You love who you love. That you ain't do my business. You, girl. Yeah. you do. Yes, girlfriend. But you owe your friends and people you care about. Another thing she says is that Joey's like, oh, it's just a mistake. You know, Joey tries to play plays it off. Right. As like, like a whoopsie doodle. Gwen is an adult and understands, you know, can see people. And she sees she's empathetic sure. or an emp- empathetic person that can like read people. And she says that I don't think when you kiss a boy, Joey, it's by mistake. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what, you know, so what you need to do is tell Dawson, you know, the truth. And then, you know, it'd be better. Let the yeah. chips and then let the chips fall where they may. But at least you're being straight up about it. Yeah. Sure. Good advice. Really, really good advice. Well, especially as. Dawson's aunt, you know, you could see this going a different way. Totally, 100%. You know, 
and especially I think, how like but she's been pushing Dawson and Joey. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's and she's very. Yeah. She, it's been very much her rooting interest. And it's also I think like the most important part of this back and forth is Joey trying to say it's a mistake and and Gwen being like no uh, no 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 no. Yeah. Not just making an excuse for Gwen, but like uh, not letting her make that excuse for herself to, to be like Joey. You know that this wasn't a mistake. So uh, so own that. Yeah. And also she says that like. You can't be reckless with other people's feelings. Right. Which is, you know, you have to tell Dawson because you can't be reckless with Dawson's feelings. Sure. Because he's a person of two, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it or hate it, you guys are all tied together. Right, yeah. And and so it's complicated. And in a perfect world, who you love shouldn't affect somebody else. Sure. You know, in a perfect world, yeah, who you love and who you want to be with shouldn't affect somebody else. But right. sometimes it does. Yeah, sorry, pal. This is this is this is the world that you are in, and this is the situation that you're in, and it does. And because it doesn't, because you care about Dawson, you the only path is honesty. Sure, totally. Yeah. So I think Gwen gives great advice here. Yeah. Good, 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 uh, good. Like uh, and good reasoning, and not just you. You have to tell Dawson because he's my nephew and you guys but like you have to tell him because we're not allowed to be reckless of other people's feelings and gwen accomplishes something that uh, the show doesn't do a lot of which is good adult way to way to be way to good adult here yeah thought maybe 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 dawson would be more likable if uh fucking gwen was gwen raised him. <laughs> yeah no shit uh yeah uh, well food for food food for thought <laughs> speaking of of you know being direct and being honest, we cut to Pacey moping in the living room or in one of the rooms, right? And Annie walking in and just kind of being like, "What's wrong? Fuck your problem." Anyways, <laughs> Will's kind of cool, huh? I like Will. Uh, you yeah, don't have to worry about my feelings anymore. <laughs> I'm in, I'm into this dude now. Pacey says, "What do you like him or something?" And she's like, "Listen, Pacey, it's inevitable that we're gonna move on. It's always inevitable when it's Andy's time sure. to move on." Yeah, sure, totally. <laughs> Which Andy's not ready to move on. Oh no! Oh, no, yeah. I will uh, raise hell and earth, uh, heaven and earth. Sure, for sure. Yeah, but she essentially says, "I don't know how I feel about Will, but I thought I'd just come and let you know, and we all like, you know, I might like him." So, and so, so, hey, Pacey, if you need an object lesson lesson on how to be straight up about your feelings, here you go. Yeah, it's time to, you know, we just need to be open about this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think maybe, yeah, like you said, come on, Pacey. If as conflicting to you as it is for Joey, maybe uh, listen to Andy here a little bit. Yeah. Andy's got, Andy's got the goods right here. Yeah. God, I love you, Andy. Uh, we cut back to the fish house, fish fresh fish house. Fresh, Larry's fresh house, fish. Whose house? Fish house. Henry looking for Jen in the back room. He's like, "What the Jen. fuck, man?" Jen, and he's as he's about to leave. Jen says, "I'm here. I'm here. I'm over here." And uh, Jen's in like like the storage closet or something. Yeah, just well, not like, closet because it's a big room, but like storage room. Yeah, and she's balled up and crying and. It's just so sad to see. I can't. Not my Jen. You don't like see. You don't. You don't like seeing Jen. My cry. Jen has cried too many tears by the age of sixteen. Sure, and and she even says it's like I I can't, I can't believe I'm fucking crying. Yeah, <sighs> I hate crying. She just looks so sad. She does look so sad, and and uh, though I joked with the what the fuck man, uh, like Henry approaches this with like the exact right energy. 
You're just like, what's up, dude? <laughs> yeah, it's it's always hard. It you is know? tough. You don't know. You don't. You don't want to tell somebody to stop crying because that's that's bad. Like you let people cry when they cry, but you just like and you want to comfort somebody, but you don't know if it, you don't quite know how to do that, and you're mad at them because they just freaked out in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> At 15, 16, there are a lot of times where you're thrown into situations yeah. that are well above your pay grade. Sure. Absolutely. Well above. And and a woman's tears is one is always going to be one of those. You hear things and your friends tell you things that are devastating about their lives. And sure. you just, you don't know what to say because you're, you're 15 and you're yeah. like, yeah. that's the worst thing I've ever heard and I wish I could just take that away from you you know like, right yeah, yeah yeah I wish I could fi- I wish I could fix that for you I wish I could take yeah take I wish I could just make it disappear and make yeah, you yeah. better and you just don't but you don't have the wisdom because it's not something that you went through yeah you know and it's like maybe more pain than you've ever felt yourself probably yeah and you just like don't know how to like yeah totally like what to say and like how should how am I supposed to react in this moment? Like yeah, because like your instinct is like fuck. Like you said, just a lot of times you just want to be like, don't be sad. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. It's like oh, you know, it'll get it'll get better or something. Or yeah, like, you want to say something completely stupid and not true. Yeah, yeah, no, I want. That's the thing. Is like especially as you're young and you don't have any wisdom. Like like the first thing that you want to do when someone tells you something devastating is like lie to them. <laughs> I mean, you don't have the vocabulary, but you don't have the tool set either. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, uh, that's sucks. Sucks, <laughs> man. That's a bummer. <laughs> wow. Uh, you want to like a hug or something? But uh, yeah. So Jed, it's just like I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm sad. Which is like as honest an answer as you can get. Fucking, I don't know. She is phenomenal. Sure. Yeah, she's great. She she's really doing great. a really great job. Yeah, totally. Michelle Williams, I don't. I think is the most underrated actor on the show, sure. especially when in like 2000 when this was happening. Early on, there's just a lot of hate for Jen because it's season two. A lot. Not of, even season yeah. one, there was a lot of hate for really? Jen. You oh, because she's yeah. like, yeah, right, right. Because they, they pitted her immediately against, against our what we right. thought was our female protagonist, Joey. Right, right. You know, and we thought Joey and Dawson are soulmate. Like they gave us that, and then they brought her in, and right immediately there was a made lot her the antagonist of hate of that. Sure. for Jen, and some of that turned into like. Which is the most awful thing Michelle Williams hate. And people started talking about Michelle Williams' looks and this and that. Not on my watch, Kevin. Luckily, we didn't have social media at that time to amplify those things, you know? Sure. But yeah, there was this like hate for Jen's character that sometimes would like turn into like like, ugly, really like mean things about Michelle Williams. And I think this show, even the show itself and the creators and the producers, I don't think they knew the caliber of actress they had on their hands. Right. And like, and how often they like waste it. Sure. For, you know, like like season two, essentially. Essentially. Yeah. An entire season. Didn't give her strong enough material to like really show off how, amazing of an actress she Dude, is and I plenty mean, of time plenty of times in season three there's like there are whole episodes where she turns up for like a scene and a half and it's just like what the fuck man yeah i think they were just enamored i mean i'm not the only one said but like people who made the show has said that like 
the show was kind of enamored by Katie Holmes. Sure. And like there was this big push for Katie Holmes. And I get it too. Like, sure. You get Katie it. Holmes herself is also a fantastic act- actress. Sure. And does a lot non verbally. Sure. Which means you don't have to write a bunch of shit for her, which makes it which makes it easier. But one of the things they would say, like Paul Stupid would say, would be like, you know, whenever we like didn't know what to do, we knew we could always just cut to a shot of Katie. All right. And just like just thinking or doing just, something. Just, just like yeah. hang on her because like there was this thing about her that you could just capture her and people, you know, sure. Katie Holmes is very beautiful. Yeah. She like, you could just like hang on her and just cut to her. Like, but they were enamored with her. And then they were also like, you know, I do think that like, they really did think that like Pacey, Dawson and Joey are the main characters of the show. Right. And, you know, Andy and Jack are like, like Sex. but then they kind of sometimes would put, I think, I, I always think like they didn't know what to do with Jen after Jen broke up with Dawson. Sure. And so they put Jen and Jack together, which may put them to a side. Right. Right. You know, which uh, like I, when I think of the show, I think of Jen as one of the main four. Yeah. I think it's the four, it's the four of them for sure. Like I love Jack and Jen, but they did come later, you yeah, know, into the second, second season. The second, so like, secondary characters. Yeah. But, but I do think that like, sometimes they just like, waste jen like i don't think this is a great storyline for jen either no but it's 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 something that, that she at least at least got to throw some um, some emotions of her own into michelle williams something she will knock it out of the ballpark and she knocks this out of the ballpark she knocks this moment of vulnerability out of the ballpark and it feels so real like she feels so real and you know michael pitt doing his best to keep up and I think he's doing a good job but yeah, he's, 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 not, he's, he's being a, outclassed he's outclassed yeah yeah you get you get you get circles running around you kid <laughs> yeah but it's not about the scene's not about him right it's about right. Jen yeah and Jen says she spent all her life sending up booby traps to push people away to build walls yeah and for f- whatever fucking reason this Henry dumb, this dumb broke boy all those walls <laughs> yeah this fucking Simp master, you know, this, this child, master this, simp, master simp, simp child. Yeah, yeah. Like broke through all those walls, and now she is afraid to lose him. Right, and this, so she got way over jealous. Way, it's probably said things that like she wish she didn't say to Shelly. You know, Shelly didn't do anything wrong. She didn't know it was Jen's boyfriend. Yeah, I, I'm not a wench because I didn't know this was your man. She probably really upset that she called. You know, Shelly a slut for something Shelly didn't even know she was doing. Yeah, sure, totally. There's a lot, a lot of that she probably wants to uh, wants to kibosh and take back. Yeah, so you know, this moment for Jen, this is scary. Jen never thought she would be in love. Yeah, and here she is with this doof. <laughs> yeah, in love with this doofus, like <laughs> like King Doofus, King- essentially <laughs> Prince Doof. But it's yeah, but it's 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 uh, yeah, it's it's uh, a. A storyline that did not deserve the exclamation point that she puts on the end of it. Yeah, it's like kind of a weird storyline, but this cap kind of makes it worthwhile. Yeah, sure. Because it reminds you like, oh yeah, like fucking Michelle Williams isn't fucking around here. Henry does his best to like comfort her and let her know that like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not fucking going anywhere, man. Like, this is it for me. (laughs) I'm killing it. I'm killing it right now. Yeah, I saw you. This is it for me. Yeah, do you remember all, like, the obsessive shit that I did? I sold more blood that is legally <laughs> allowed. I, conv- 
I convinced an adult to take illegal amounts of blood from me. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, and then he says, like, this little thing at the end to make her laugh, you know, one of his biggest dreams came true. And Jen's like, what's that? He says he saw Jen Lindley in her in her lingerie, referencing the last episode sure, in which yeah, Jen yeah. was skating around. Yeah. That's and they funny. have a nice little kiss. They have a like, uh, nice laugh little kiss, yeah. And I'm sure and sure man, and I'm sure they went home after that and fucking like Jen took that boy to pound down. <laughs> I bet Jen is a gentle lover to Henry. <laughs> I bet she is normally, but I bet like with all the like all the energy of this thing, I bet she was just like, "You get in there." We cut to the front of the house, Fr- front uh, of the front of house, front yeah. of the restaurant. Yes, the house. And uh, Mitch asked Gail if she would follow him. <laughs> like, like, where are we going? <laughs> like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> yeah, like, where the fuck are we going? Solve all like, my problems. <laughs> uh, he takes her to the bar, and he must have gone home and grabbed their wedding tape. Yeah, the tape. Time to do this shit. Yeah, aren't you supposed to be managing this restaurant? You butt fuck. What is this? Yeah, fucking uh, dinner service, man. <laughs> like, yeah. we have time to do this. Shit. Yeah, going home and uh, oh, I gotta go grab a VHS real quick. I'll be back. He like he probably. Went home, grabbed the VHS, drove halfway there, was like, oh shit, we don't have a VCR at, <laughs> at, the, at the restaurant. Why, why Goes we? back home, <laughs> grabs the VCR, comes back. <laughs> He's like, I, you know, I I watched. You know, I watched Tom's wedding toast and it was beautiful. It hurts. It, yeah, it hurts. He's like, it just hurts to... Thinking about the stuff just hurts me. <laughs> he says the memories are painful for him. Yeah. You know? um, he tells Gail that like when she left, he knew that she had to go that he had to let her go when she wanted to go to philadelphia but he wanted her to stay and he couldn't tell her that right because he thought it was the right thing to do was to let her go yeah had to let her Which, go you know you had to listen joey should have gone to paris and gail had to go to philadelphia gail, gail had to go to philadelphia to get told that she's too old for this shit <laughs> 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 just push her back into Mitch's arms. <laughs> right back into Mitch. Well, I bet the people in Philadelphia was just like, there's a man at Cape Side who loves you more than Philadelphia ever could, baby doll. Yeah, so Gail says that when I was listening to Megan the other day, and I just thought that like, when she told us about Tom, I just thought, our problems, and Mitch says, are trivial. And she says, yeah, but also in the past. Oh. Oh. And she's like, give me that, give me that hand. <laughs> Mitch ain't the best father. He's nope. not the best husband. No, nope. he's a shit general manager of a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great lover. And that's why you keep him around. Mr. Man Meat. That is the one thing we learned from episode one is that you want a lover, you call Mitch Leary. <laughs> yeah. And listen, Jen's not the only one who's going to pound town tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you ride on Mitch's back to pound town, baby doll. Yeah, they uh, grab each other's hands and uh, you know have a have a have a nice a nice moment and a and a very clear message that like I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They have like a little um, slow dance and no music. Sure, that that o- that like only white people do in movies. Have you ever in any of your relationships done a, a slow dance to no music with somebody? Um. No, but I have in one instance. Uh-huh. So I was at this fucking uh camp. Uh-huh. And they had a dance going on. Sure. I went and I was like feeling like the dance. So I was like sure. down like, the off hill. In the, off in the, at the corner. bottom of the hill. Sure. 
and you could still kind of hear the music. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. And there was like me, some like, there was like a bonfire, a huge bonfire, but there weren't a lot of people around because everybody's at that fucking dance, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like me, some like fire loving psychopaths. (laughs) (laughs) And then this girl comes down. Right. And I start talking to her. We talk for like a long time. And then like, it's like the last dance of the song of the, uh. Uh, it's the last song of the dance and it's Iris. Oh <laughs> shit. And she's like, this is my favorite song. And then we have a dance by ourselves oh. around the bonfire. Oh man, that's dope. Not quite, but that, oh, that's, but like that's, the music was like all the way up the hill and we were like, oh man, at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. That's fucking rad. <laughs> that's, that's super cool. Man, I just want to, like, man, fuck this show. I just want to talk about that all night. <laughs> it's one of those times in your life that, like, oh, this fucking feels like a fucking movie. Sure, totally. Yeah. And you, and you just, like, you, and that's when, you, like, you try to put also, that. Also, like, the smoothest I've ever been. Oh, hell yeah. I was about, <laughs> I was just about to say that's life. smooth as fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, not, that, not that you're not, like, capable of smoothness, but that's, like, that's, that's, extra, that's an extra smooth move. Way to go, way to go, seventeen-year-old Brian. <laughs> and uh, you know, I do like this like rendition of "Daydream Believer" that's Yay. you know been playing. So we're using this as a motif now. It's a slower down version. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool move. We cut to Dawson just like looking at old photos of him and Joey. It was bullshit. It was like, what did you like go into like Aunt Gwen's closet just to like take up old photos of you two? Or do you always carry photos of of young Joey and young Dawson around? This is from my travel bag of Dawson Joey photos. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Joey walks in and he's like, Hey, look at these, Joey. Oh, it's such a dork. And she's like, Yep. Yep. Real <laughs> Still dork. Are. Still are. Welcome to adult dorkdom. Dork. <laughs> Later, yeah, dork. so this is you know, Joey's attempt to tell Dawson that, like, well, wait, what would she, like, I kind of like, what would you even say? Well, I like the fact that, like, when he's, when she, cause, like, Joey comes up and she's like, we need to talk. And he says, and he says, okay. And she seems almost surprised by the fact that he said, okay. Cause, like, she, cause now she's like, well, fuck. Now what do I say? Now I have to do it. Yeah. I think she is surprised by it. I think she has to, like, I only got this far. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Th- like, the, yeah, this only played out to this point in my head. So I don't, I don't really have anything so it's like, to say. What do you even say? Like, you yeah. S- Say Pacey kiss me. And yeah, no, put yeah, put the onus on Pacey. It was like Pacey, Pacey kiss me, and I need you to go beat the shit out of him for me. And I kissed him and kiss him. And I, I don't know him back. what. It's, it's like I don't know. I have feelings for him. I guess like, but like, I don't think this is the moment to do it. No, because I think it's a weird awful timing. Car ride home. <laughs> Wait till you get back to a Cape Side. Yeah, you. <laughs> You don't want to do these things when you still have to go home in a car together with Fuck. everybody. Nobody factors in travel for fucking anything, man. Yeah, man. I had to fucking go home with them too. That's, they that's drove. I was just I was literally just about to say, because you had to like go fucking home. That's awful. Yeah. Because if you didn't have to go for, go home with them, you would have driven home hours ago. Yes. Yeah. You would have been like, peace, I'm out of here. Yeah, it was fucking awful. <laughs> But that was only like a 35-minute ride home. We were talking about hours here. Yeah. No, yeah. This, this is a road road trip. You have to take a road trip back. Yeah, it was fucking awful. Fuck that. Ugh. Yeah, but before she can say something, 
Yeah, Gwen comes in and <gasps> interrupts Whoa. them. And Joey's like, not oh, great. perfect. Good. <laughs> Never. Don't have to say anything. <laughs> um, I'll do it later. That's all. That's uh, all I was looking for was something, anything to <laughs> stop this from yeah. happening. <laughs> and Gwen decides to give this. Yeah. Interesting, this interesting ran- move to me. Random, interesting move randomly to me. chosen painting. But I think this is what's happening. Sure. Tell me about it. And Gwen knows Dawson still loves Joey. Sure. But Anquan knows Dawson doesn't know what's going on, obviously. Obviously. I think she's trying to kick it in gear to like, hey, if you love this girl, this is the moment. You, you better have take to your fight shot for her now. right now. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have to fight for her right now because next week she's gonna be somebody else's girl. Things are things are in motion, man. Yeah. I think this is yeah. her little like, listen. That's her shit. Yeah. But I'm not gonna tell you what Joey should tell you or Pacey should tell you. I'm not gonna get involved like that. Number one, I'm not a snitch. Number two, this is none of my business. Right, but if you love Joey, you gotta do it right now. You gotta you gotta fight for it right now, motherfucker. That's interesting. I did not read that this way, and that, that makes total sense. Why when else you say would she be, otherwise she's a fucking crazy person i thought she was just being an, i thought she was just kind of being an asshole <laughs> like yeah it was, she'd just be a crazy fucking person yeah. to just like give this painting to dawson right now of all the of all this of all the scenes in this episode this was the one where i was just like is she just kind of being a dick like what is this oh yeah but when you when, when you say it like that yeah no that, that makes total it sense. has to be it's only reading that kind of makes sense that fits in with gwen right how little we know of her but it fits into like that doesn't make her like some sort of like malicious person. Weirdo. Or just, yeah. even just like a weirdo. Just like, a weird person. Disassociated with reality. Right. Like she didn't actually experience anything that went on before. That was a different Gwen or something. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's yeah, that's a good call. I think I think you're right. Yeah. So she does that thing where she's like, close your eyes, Dawson, and think of where your future is. And of course, you know, Dawson's probably thinking about Joey because... Like, He's not very imaginative. Because <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine the things that have been directly in front of me in the last 15 minutes. And this whole episode, this 40 minutes have been building up to this moment. Like, mm-hmm. this is like the mm-hmm. moment where this like, is the like, oh. Was it on? Oh, it's man, on. if I have panties, they'd be dropped. Oh, my God. I, I don't I don't have panties, but like, you know, my psychic panties are dropping. This is some romance right here. I, here's, here's, what, here's what happened. This is sexy as fuck. <laughs> As sexy as two teenagers as sex, could be. Sexy, so as, sec, as sexy, it's the sexiest thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah, but it's also just real, real, real emotions right Yeah, yeah here. totally, totally. Yeah, so we're ta- what we're talking about is the Pacey first Pacey is like, so what's going on? You kiss me. She's like, I don't know. And Pacey's like, don't you think I deserve better than I don't know? Which I don't know if you deserve anything at this point, Pacey. Like she, how she feels is how she feels. I feel you've ta- I feel you've gotten all you deserve. Now you can get what you, you want. Know, she says, listen, yeah. I've, I've tried to get you out of my head, but I can't. And I also tried to tell Dawson, but I couldn't. I don't. I didn't have the words. I don't know what to say. I don't even know what's going on. It was like, try, you know, Joey. Did I you really try? I don't have any answers for you. <laughs> he does say, did you really try to, like, I don't see you trying, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> walk me through, just walk me through the conversation that you did have. <laughs> just give me a little bit, a little pinch of that. <laughs> just so I can see how much you tried. You know, he says, you know, later on that, like, he's conflicted too, you know. Andy and Dawson finding out scares him too. But like we said before, I don't feel it or see it in his action. 
I don't feel it at all. That's something he said to Joey. But I don't I don't think he does. Yeah, if Andy walked out in front right there, I don't think that he would have minded at all. He is so singularly focused on Joey. Yeah. This is not this is not this is not a man in conflict with anything other than the woman he's trying to convince to kiss him. He says it. You I know my feelings. You know my feelings. We're all waiting on your feelings and what you feel, Joey. So like what do you feel? It is the, like the, I'm tired. I, like, I can't kiss you again. You have to kiss me. I can't kiss you again. And Joey's like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a fucking riddle, man. And he's like, I can't be the one to kiss you again because I keep initiating things. And listen, obviously, if you felt even a little bit of what I feel for you, we wouldn't be standing here having this conversation. So he walks off. And then she grabs his hand. Bam. And pulls him and kisses him. Hell yeah. Yeah, we get this moment of just like, oh shit. Cheer up, it is on like Donkey Yeah, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, totally. This uh, is like a nuclear bomb going off. But like is it but like one that gives one that gives you a boner. And we get the motif of they do believers with yeah. the slow version again. Like, no, this is some thermonuclear shit. When it happens, you're just like, I said it before, I'll say it again. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I was there for it, man. Like, this was the shit. Yeah, so then we fade to credits. I love that they gave him that. Like, they didn't interrupt it, like, with somebody seeing it. Like, that they gave him the moment. They just let it be it and then fade out. I was like, that was, like, such a feeling of relief that they let, that they just let it be it. Yeah, because this is their moment and nobody else's. And, and we fade to credits. Starting in. Without dollar one to spend But how much, baby, 